Hey, what's up, family? Welcome to the Way Out Podcast. My name is Josh, and I'm here with my brother Jeff. And like always, we're excited to serve you all to be able to uh, pour from our uh, relationship with God and to bring insight, clarity, information, hope, joy, uh, all rooted in the glory of God. And so that's our mission. And uh, like the title says, our goals help you find the way out from wherever um, situation that you're in. Uh, through the way, the truth, and the life, who is Jesus Christ. So as everyone is coming in live, I want to speak to those who's watching us right now. Thank you all so much for watching. After watching this this stream, if you like, man, I like the way these guys are coming uh, forth with the word of God and just 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 the flow that we have, feel free to subscribe here on our Way Out um, podcast. Um, and uh, we look forward to serving you all. But Jeff, how you doing, my brother? I'm doing good, man. Um, it's been, I think, a couple weeks since we've met because we both had spring break. and then. Yeah. Um, I was doing a uh, day in the life of a family man stuff with roofing and um, uh, we had our entire roof replaced because we had some uh, storm damage and um, uh, thankfully they approved it. They told me that they never approve it. And wow. so, uh, oh, check this out. So I don't endorse anybody, but you see the, the shirt <laughs> in, in, into the storm, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. You, do, do, you, do you remember, uh, you know, CrossFit, like, you know, CrossFit. Yeah, CrossFit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's one guy in there. His name's Rich Froning. And like I said, we don't endorse anybody, but um, he's like an eight-time world champion, right? And uh, he has a he he or eight-time CrossFit champion, but uh, but he also has um a bison farm. And I thought this is really oh, wow. interesting. Uh, he has a bison farm in Tennessee, where he's from. Uh, uh -huh. so not and he and he doesn't live too far away from where Joanne grew up, and um. The reason why it's called Into the Storm is because, uh, and this is interesting, so maybe this will tie into our Way Out podcast, but um, whenever there's a storm, cattle tend to run away, but bison run into the storm. Yeah. Because they know that that's the safest place to be because eventually they're, they're going to get through it quicker by going through it than running from it. Wow. Yeah. And I said, oh, that is, uh, <laughs> you know, um, and the reason why, and we'll get into that, I, I mean, I didn't even plan this, but I was reading today as he. Um, I think I'm, uh, I'll have to remember the scripture. I wrote it down um, where Peter, Jesus tells Peter, put your sword into your sheath. Um, mm. Did I not come? Shall I not drink of the cup that my father has given me? And uh, I was like, man, sometimes storms are necessary. Yeah. Because uh, doing the will of God is greater than what you're going through. That's you right. Can, yeah. So. Anyway, I said all that to say uh, <laughs> I'm doing that's, good. That's I'm powerful, glad. man. Yeah, that is powerful. And um, but yeah, I'm doing good. How was your spring break? Man, it was good, man. Um, it's preparing me for the summer break, so I'm excited about that. Working in a school system is a, a blessing, man. Um, that's why I'm gonna be in a school Go system. Go ahead, Jeff. No, no. So are are you uh, are do you have like a, a bigger like summer break? Like yeah, two months, bro. So you need to come down here. I know, I know. Y'all, you're gonna hold them to it in the comment section. So start commenting, and we're gonna go <laughs> around. We're gonna get, make sure you comment. Get him down here and his wife. And uh, we, what we'll do is we'll go around and we'll film all these food places and talk about Jesus. Yeah. And that's uh, what we're gonna do. It, it'll be so good. So, um, so did you you hung out in Charlotte or you went somewhere? Oh yeah, man. Sometimes the best vacations at the house for me, at least. I think. Yes, um, I agree. Yeah. So I was home the whole time. Um, I just caught up on some rest, man, and just kind of just coasted, which is which is which was amazing, man. So spring break was good, man. I know you had a good time for spring break, bro. You want to tell yeah, people? Um, 
Uh, yeah, just real quick. So w my wife and I both work from home, so we needed to get away. Yeah. Um, oh, and, well, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. And um, we have a really good friend in New York who uh, uh, likes to visit theme parks and things like that. And uh, by uh, the blessing of God, she actually called us and said, hey, I have all these extra points. They're going to get rid of them if I don't use them. And she she called and, and got us a, a seven night, eight day. I'm not going to say her name because I wouldn't want to embarrass her, but a seven night, eight day vacation at Animal Kingdom Lodge with a view to see all the giraffes and everything, uh, everything, uh, kitchen, uh, uh, bedroom, uh, I mean, uh, uh, dishwasher, sink, everything. So you can live there like an apartment. Actually, it was it was about the size of Joanne and I's first apartment when we got married. That's how big it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was good. Um, uh, to go down to Florida, we went down to Florida. We had to witness to the people down there, of course, because they need Jesus. But you know, but I will say this: um, I, I've always told my wife, I'm never going to be so spiritual that my kids are weird and don't hear yeah. what I'm not saying. Yeah, but I'm saying there's a lot of kids, especially grow up in church, that are so uh, uh, bubbled in, and instead of of confronting culture and, and confronting those things that are around them and being able to take them head on, mm -hmm. they, they kind of shy away because they don't know what's going on. Yeah. And, um, you know, I never want my kids to be like that. They always need to be able to engage and to, uh, uh, go head, head forward into it. And so, um, maybe that's a, a thing we can talk about at another time about kids, but yeah, we had a great time. We ate a lot of food. I sent you some pictures. Oh yeah. And um, that of that half pound cookie that was I know I didn't Man. eat it all. I did not eat it all in one setting. I <laughs> it was too much. Um, it was fantastic though. And uh, just to give you an idea, we had to sign an online waiting list and wait over two and a half hours before they even called us to come pick up the the cookies. Wow. So that's how popular they are. Um, is my internet okay? I'm not going in and out, am I? Oh, you perfect, brother. You perfect. Okay, good. All right. Um. So, but man, it, it was really good. It was, I encourage all of you to make sure you take rest and it can be one day. It can be two days. It can be an hour. It doesn't matter, but you should always take time with your family to go away. A lot of times we'll take our boys to the park. Just getting out in nature really helps to, you know, just forget about the day and we just walk and talk and, you know, whatever they're going through. Our boys just got 2K21 and I haven't, that's why they're <laughs> silent up there playing all day. They're like, yeah. dad, which team is, is, uh. Uh, uh, what's his name? Lamelo or whoever ball? Yeah, I'm like the Hornets, Charlotte. Charlotte Hornets. Come on so, now. Yeah, Charlotte. I'm sorry. He goes, he goes. Well, I can't find him in the, in the thing that I'm doing. I was like, well, I can't be with that. Yeah, if they if they're playing the live version, uh, Lamelo's injured, so that's oh, probably why they can't find. They they weren't playing the live version because I have not. So I have not. So they're on Xbox. Oh yeah. Okay. And I have not allowed them to. Uh, I, I they see. cannot attach to the internet because yeah. of um. Well, we don't, we're not doing that. They're, they're, oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. They, because I don't want, you know, how they're, the interaction oh, yeah. with and all stuff. So, no, we don't let them do that. But we'll get the game and they play each other a lot of times. So, oh, that's good. Yeah. But anyway, that was a long introduction. But, no, you know, bro. But I mean, it was good, man. Spring, spring break was good. I'm glad it was good for you, bro. And it's, rest is important, man. And maybe we'll talk about that uh, in regards to day in the life of a family, man. And maybe we may even do it today. Um, but but rest is essential, man, um, um, because of the responsibilities that we have as men. And um, sometimes we forget, uh, forget that, man. But I hope you all are doing good. 
we're going to get right into our first topic for today. And for those who uh, know a lot about our podcast, uh, who are not new to us, we have multiple segments. And today, um, Jeff and I have been been extremely busy. Uh, wouldn't even say busy, but just just a full. And um, and so with topics, we like to be sensitive to spirit of God, and we'll we'll uh, text each other. And if we don't feel a deposit from the Holy Spirit, then we do a live Q and A. Um, so for those who's uh, in the chat right now live, um, go ahead and get your questions ready. We're gonna spend a, a couple of, or a few minutes. Um, a good chunk of our time um, doing a live Q&A and continue to watch to the end because you know Jeff and I are foodies and so we're going to be doing our top three meals which is very hard to come up with uh, it took me a while I was really processing this all day I was like what are my top three meals and yep. so I look I look forward to um, uh, we got we got Gene Auntie, Aunt Gene says go visit Jeff so I'm going to make sure I visit bro yep. make sure we're going to make sure it happens but our topic is I was gonna say we. I, I almost texted you and said we need to do like top five meals because I had so many good ones. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we'll do some honorable mentions because man, when it comes to meals, man, I was like, man, are we talking about like restaurant meals or home cooked meals? There's so many types of meals. Uh, uh, I no longer call my cheat meals cheat meals. Yeah, I call them treat meals. There you go. I call them treat meals. So, but there's a lot of treat meals. Meals with my wife. Meals by myself. It's a lot of them. One of, way. Days, one of these days we need to teach people how to diet and eat healthy because I know you have insight. I have insight. Maybe we can do that for a day in the life as well. Yeah, yeah. Talk about like how I think now yeah, we're not doctors, Jeff, but yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you know, we we uh we're not stupid. And so Jeff and I, uh, we both intermittent fat. Well, we'll we'll say yep. that for another we'll we'll say yep. that for the podcast. Exactly. We'll say that for another which which positions us to do a treat meal. Okay, exactly. Yep. Yeah, all right. Um, so the day we're going to be talking about uh, bringing home the bacon, that was the kind of the, the thing that was uh, in our spirit. But like we said before, if Jeff and I don't feel any main topic um, spiritual wise, um, we automatically default go into a live Q&A. Right. So make sure you go ahead and get y'all's questions ready um, because we're going we're gonna to serve you all today. But like we talked about before, we're going to be talking about bringing home the bacon or men as providers. And there's a couple of scriptures that I want to kind of bring to light. Um, that's just typical for man to really process. Let me pull those up real quick. Uh, what does the Bible say? Here we go. Uh, what does the Bible says say about husbands um, at, in regards to being a provider? Mm-hmm. And the first scripture is is very uh, first two is what I want to, um, uh, or maybe the first three. Jeff, we'll see. We'll see how we flow. Yeah, that's fine. But we won't labor too long on this topic unless the Holy Spirit leads us. But First Timothy five a says, "But if anyone, but if anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for members of his household, he is denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever." Right? That verse self-explanatory. It shows us that um, God cares about us providing for uh, uh, those whom He entrusts to us first, and that's our relatives especially it says especially for members of his household right. uh and if he does not he has denied the faith and it's worse than unbeliever which shows that in order for us men to fully provide we have to make sure that uh um we in it for the ride that we in it for the full duration that we in it to ensure that our families are strengthened and and unfortunately a lot of men they they pr- they are good providers quote unquote financially but they're not good holistically holistic providers. And Jeff, as someone that's in the school, oh, as one that's in the school system, 
um, I get a lot of students who who have fathers in their lives, and but their father's not present. Uh, one of the common themes that I get is that my father is there, but my father's not there. Right? He's in the home, but he uh, hasn't checked up. We haven't had a daughter date. Uh, just different things that I hear, and just from years, I'm sure Jeff, you've you've dealt with this too, when it comes to counseling people. How um, when we were young, we thought that these homes that had the father there were the perfect homes. Yeah. And one thing that I realized as I got older, Jeff, was that the best home is the home that allowed God to run it, that allowed God to be in it. So if that's just a single parent home where there's a mom and two kids, a dad and one child, but they allow God to be uh, um, in charge, that home is a better home than the conventional uh, home that we believe where there's a father and a mother. And and I think us men, we forget at times um, the importance of providing uh, for our household. There's another scripture, Jeff, here, and I'm going to read it. It's 1 Peter um, 3, uh, 7. Yeah. It says, likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, yeah. showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel since they are heirs with you of the grace of life so that your prayers may not be hindered. So the goal is, is not just bringing bacon or bringing a uh, provision uh, financially as a man. We have to make sure that we are holistically providing. And some of us, our individual prayers may be hindered because we don't really value our household. We don't value our wives the way that we should. And it's affecting our own personal progression, right? And there's another verse, Jeff. I think you, let me see if it's in here. Um, there's another verse that talks about um, if he doesn't take care of, oh, I think it's in ministry, right? Um, if a man, if a man can't take care of his own home, how can he take care of the church or something like that? Yeah, it's under, it's for a qualification for a bishop or an elder. Um, is that what you're referring to? Where yeah, you yeah. take care of house, then you don't qualify. In other words, if you don't have a good rapport in those areas, then you're not going to, um, why would you be considered for leadership? And that's what God is saying. If you can't lead your home well, why try to lead the outside world well? Why try to lead a business well? Why to try to lead a ministry well? And I just, we just wanted to make sure we meant that the men out there really understand how serious God takes um, a man's ability to holistically provide. Is are you? You might have a great job. Um, as a single man, you may be positioning yourself uh, with a with a great job. But are you able to be the priest of that home? Are you able to be um the leader in prayer in that home? Are you willing to make sure that your house is protected uh, from different type of demonic or oppressive? Um, uh, interferences. And so bringing home the bacon is cool. Bringing home money, being a good provider is great and all. But if there's only one third of provision, then then your home won't be able to see the full vision that God has for it because you're able to provide for um, financial vision. But are you able to provide for the spiritual, emotional, mental uh, uh, vision that God has for the woman, the children that God has entrusted you to? Um, yeah, and I'm going to kind of take it in a different direction, uh, yeah. but along the same lines, you know, there is an agenda today to basically upset the foundations of the Bible Yeah, uh, all over the world, particularly here in America, um, where they are trying to, you know, 
the whole issue with women in the workplace. Uh, Ezzy and I, of course, are not against women working. That's not the of issue. Of course not. Yeah. Um, but what happened is this. You had a bunch of men who were, like Ezzy said, bringing in the bacon. But they didn't follow Ephesians 5 and verse 25. And what that says is this. Husbands, love yourself, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Yeah. And so basically they're operating under the thing, you know, I'm the head of the household, which the Bible says that the man is the head of the household as Christ is the head of the church. But think about what that means. Jesus was a servant to the church. Jesus lived a sacrificial life, sacrificial life for the sake of the church. Jesus died for the church. Jesus bled, was beaten to death or uh, beaten almost to death and put on a cross for the church. So going to work and um, but not living the life at home yeah. has caused a sort of rebellion. And now now to be clear, Satan is not latching on to the Christians who were doing those things right. You know, back in the, the back in the you know 50s and 60s, he's latching on to the ones who had that traditional household in place, but weren't living according to biblical instruction where. You know, the Bible says that Christ gave himself for the church and the husband's supposed to give it for his wife as, as Christ gave to the church. Um, they weren't living like that. And so you had a bunch of people rebel because guess what? When you have a jerk who is making the money and then you're, you're, you and your kids are suffering under that person who's not living Christ-like, yeah, you may have food, but he's only thinking of, of himself and you're in, in it almost feels like danger half the time. How could any child or woman thrive in that situation? The answer is that they can't, right? Like they're going to suffer. And so then you're like, well, I'm not going to stay in this, but I don't, but then the women are like, I don't have a job, so I can't get out of it. Yeah. And so because the man time and time again has failed to do what he was supposed to do, uh, it, it leads to a reaction to that, right? And so, um, because like I said, clearly God supports women working. Look at, um, uh, 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 Proverbs 31, the virtuous woman. As a matter of fact, she was an entrepreneur. Yeah. She was very successful in business. Um, 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 she, she brought honor to her husband, yeah. um, you, know, you know, and things like that. But when, but I'm just saying, I can't speak for the women, but from the men's perspective, if you're only focused on bringing money and providing, which you should, because if you don't, um, the Bible says, Ezzy's version said unbeliever. I think the King James version says infidel. Infidel, um, yeah. Somebody who has betrayed the faith. That's yeah. what the Bible says if you don't provide. I mean, that's like, Ezzy, that's like when, when in our country we're giving money to people overseas, but we have homeless people in our own streets. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. It's no. like if I were to give my neighbor food, but I don't feed my own children. It doesn't make any sense. You know, the Bible says you're worse than an infidel when you do that. And so um, to not provide is terrible, but to not be holistic, like you said, and making sure that you're that you are being sacrificial. You know, I, I, I'll finish with this. Let's say you have a family of four. And you only have three pieces of uh, chicken, let's say. OK. The Bible would say, give the chicken to your wife and children. If there's any left over, then you as the man can That's have right. it. But what the but what the these people that I'm talking about that are rebellious and and they they claim to be the head of the household but they don't live like it what they're doing is saying let me eat as the man and whatever's left over my wife and children can have and then That's feed it or do yep yep and unfortunately then you it's almost like you feed everyone else outside of your family 
then yourself, or you feed yourself, then others outside of your family, and then your family gets scraps. Yeah, exactly. And so it's backwards, and it's not right, and you have a lot of men who are um, – they are they are they are really gung ho about being in authority and being in control, but Jesus's idea of being in control was sacrificed. Yeah, that's the difference and suffering. You know that that he would give himself for the church, uh, so that he could rescue them, um, and so that he could purify them. And so when you're not doing that for your family, for your wife and your children, something is wrong. There is nobody. I, I'm telling you, I, I have often said, Ezzy, um I'll tell you how I can tell if you're a Christian. I'm going I'm to tell you. I want to sneak up behind you when you're in your house, and I want to listen to how you talk to your wife. Yeah. I want to see how you interact with your children. I want to see how your children interact when they're out in public. How do they behave? Because it's a direct reflection on whether or not Christ is in your home. I guarantee it. That's right. These, these rebellious kids, they're not rebellious because they're rebellious. They're rebellious because they learn it from mommy and daddy. Yep. It's 100% the truth, 100% of the time. You can test me on it. I've never been wrong in that regard when it comes to kids. On 99.98% of the time, there is something going on on the inside of the parent that the child is seeing and they're reflecting, yeah, reflecting. Uh, in public. And, um, and so that's why parents, whatever you're living in front of them, that's exactly what they're going to do in public. If you have a problem with your child, fix yourself. Because nine times, nine point nine times out of ten, it's you, and yeah. then after that, the child will follow suit, because they reflect what they what they see in their parents. And so, I don't know. I kind of went off on a rabbit trail there, but no, that's me. good, bro. And and I want to add to that is that, um, especially for men, um, never grow outside or beyond the fruitfulness of your family. What I mean by that is this: is that um, like for me, I had to downsize my ministry endeavors. I had to downsize a lot, decrease so that my family can increase. And when I say family, it's more than just my wife, because the Bible says a wise man leaves an inheritance for his children. Children, which means that a man lives generationally. Yep. Uh, his mentality is generational, right? And a man has to, and unfortunately, a lot of men are so ambitious that they're not willing to downsize to the level of the fruitfulness of their family. And so what I mean by that is, is that um, I am not going to make five children if I'm not able to attend five children. That's right. I'm not, I'm not going to put myself in a position because there's a lot of kids that I know who dad has multiple children yep. and the child and the, the three children in the middle or whatever are yep. neglected in attention. And, and you said what, bro? I say you're preaching. Go ahead. Yeah, attention is the reign to a child's soul, right? It produces what's in them. They're going to naturally gravitate to where there's attention. And since uh, uh and if your attention is not the reign that is going to nurture them, whose attention will? Right. And so if and that's why I tell single men, if you're not ready to die to yourself and sacrifice to the level of the fruitfulness of your wife. Right. If I'm not willing, willing to go through the winter season and become dead soil that is being purified so that me, what I give to my wife spring, she begins to blossom and summer. She produces fruit. I have to die. I have to be purified. People understand that soil goes through a transformation. It goes through a process where in the winter time the ground is cold. The ground looks like it's not producing anything because we look at the tree as dead. But what we fail to realize is that the ground is being prepped 
for spring and summer. And so the level of my death would determine the level of life with my wife and children, right? And so oftentimes men, they give so much attention to their provision and and to the outside world when you pull up in that Benz and you pull up in that um, Lexus and you pull up in that uh, BMW, you pull pull up in where people look at you and be like, wow, they got a nice house. They got a nice... Uh, car, but they don't have a sound home. And then 20 years later, we begin to see that we were deceived. What we saw initially, because children, you don't really see the fruit of that until, unless you're around that family. Like I'm shocked by some of the families, the children that I counsel, because I knew some, I know some of these family, these men, these, these wives, these husbands, these mothers and fathers. Right. And I'm shocked appalled because I'm like, why is your child coming to me for instruction you know and sometimes men they 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 the acres beyond their family are flourishing while the plot of land that's their family is dead right. it's because they're not there they built their family bigger than their ability to pay attention to or their dream is so big that it's taking attention away from their family and then now we see the screams of your wife and children screaming for the attention of some type of male figure. Yeah. I mean, um, I was going to say, even from a ministry perspective, I mean, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Joanne and I have uh, pastored on and off since, since I, since I graduated from college. Um, we're about to enter a, another uh, phase of pastoring, but I have always told my children, no ministry, no church will yeah. ever stand in the way of me being your dad ever. See, yeah. some people think that, oh, well, let the kids deal with it and, and I, while I'm going to do ministry. No, no. I want to involve my kids. If, if I'm going to do ministry, they can come they, with me. They come with whenever me. Whenever they can. You know, um, but, I, you know, like, for instance, one of them uh, uh, has sports and things like that. Listen, if they're, uh, I, I told him, I said, if I have to do something on Wednesday night, I'll alternate with your mom so that we make sure that you get to sports. You're not going to not have a childhood exactly. because, of, because you're still more important to me. Than any ministry. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, ministry is our calling. I, I love ministry. Uh, yeah. I would do it full time if I could, in a heartbeat, if that's yeah. what God called us to. However, I'm first of all called to my wife, and secondly to my children, and then ministry. And of course, God is number one. But I'm yeah. saying you're called to your family first, because what what does it matter if you you know you know the Bible says what does it profit if you gain the whole world and lose your soul. What does it matter if a billion people come to Christ, but you lose your own children to the devil? I mean, does it matter? No. I and I promise you. Oh, my bad, Joe. No, no, no. Go ahead. No. And you go ahead. Say and, I, and I promise you that when judgment day comes, God is not going to ask about the success of your ministry. No. God's going to ask, first off, uh, what kept you from being committed to me as you and me? Yep. And where is your family? First God, first thing God said to uh, Adam was, Adam, where are you? And when a man knows where he is, and the issue with Adam was, I, for years we read that text when I was young. I thought Adam was like 15 trees down while the serpent was tempting Eve. But the Bible says he gave, she gave the fruit to Adam who was with her. And, and and God didn't come because if we really look at the order, quote unquote, from a reader's perspective of the order of error, people would assume that God would have uh, um, questioned the serpent first. Yeah. 
then Eve second, then Adam third. It doesn't matter the order of sin or the order of issue. God's going to come to the head first, even if you was the third in the line of the mistake, because ultimately you were number one because you should have been there to say, hey, why are you talking to this deceiver? Right. Right. And so tending to our children, tending to our family is more than just what we're trying to say. And we're going to sum it up here is more than just providing. Um, It's about tending. It's about noticing. It's about. Why is my child like I'm shocked that these parents just let their when I'm telling you, Jeff, I work in a school system. I'm shocked that these parents just let their kids come with their shoulders low and their head down. It's too early. So um, if you feel if you're feeling this way this early, then that means your parent didn't tend you last night. Your parent didn't notice this morning and you're coming in here like this, man, it, it, seeing in this role is showing me what not to do as a parent. Yeah, that that's the thing is that um, um, we've seen a lot of youth, you know, just through ministry. And I've never been called to youth ministry, but um, obviously, whenever you're pastoring, you are yeah, involved automatically. Yeah, automatically. And you see so many, so many of them coming in and dealing with issues. Um, and it's like it goes back to what I said. I'll just be honest with you: if you don't have joy as a parent. Kids aren't going to have joy. Yeah. You don't have peace as a parent because peace isn't in your home. They're not going to have peace. That's real. And I don't know how else to say that because uh, like you said, I'm a straight shooter and I'll just tell you uh, the reason my children have peace is because he lives here. Not because it lives here because he lives here. The reason my kids have joy is because he lives here. He lives on the inside of here and he lives in this house. And I'm telling you that if you if you're going through that, the best way you could witness to your children is by living a life that is that you preach. Don't be like the Pharisees and Sadducees where you're always nagging them and telling them what they're doing wrong, but you're not addressing yourself. And, um, you know, and, and the thing is, is that joy is contagious. Peace is yeah. contagious. the uh, most contagious, the most contagious things. Love, yes. joy and peace. The most contagious. Exactly. I mean, when 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 they see the the, the first, listen. Uh, what what my neighbor always quotes to me, Francis of Assisi. He always says, um, uh, uh, "Some of the best sermons preached, uh, some of them uh, only some of them require words or something like that." In other yeah. words, it's your actions, it's your actions. Um, that they see. And and uh, no parent is perfect, but yeah. uh, as we follow Christ. He's a perfect father, and we have to make sure, you know. I mean, I, I, I'll just finish with this, Ezzy. Some of these parents act like they never had a past. And so they, yeah. they treat their kids like they're supposed to be perfect. But you know you weren't perfect at that age. Did you give yeah. your life to Christ at that age? No, you didn't. It said foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. Exactly. And it's like, I'm like, I'm like, y'all, the same God that saved you is able to save your children. You just That's be right. a blessing to them and, 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 um, Show them the love of God, and as they you create a safe environment, they're able to come to you, and you can help them. So that's real, um, man. I'll leave it at that, and we can, if you want to go, like like we said, I don't know if you guys are just coming on, but make sure you start writing all your questions. There's a few that are up, but uh, we need a lot more, so we're gonna do a Q and A. So if you have questions, I don't care what they're to do with, you know, within reason. If we can answer them, we will. Uh, but Ezzy and I will not answer a question that we cannot answer or that we need to pray about or look up. Um, yeah. And we're not so going to answer any questions. That's not yeah. wise. That's not beneficial to the group. 
Yeah, exactly. We're not going to you know, uh, owe that too, of course. <laughs> like political, like political stuff. Yeah, all that kind of stuff, man. Yeah. Um, we're going, we're going to stay strict to what we know is going to benefit your soul, yep. benefit your life, and that the Holy Spirit would advise. And um, that's what we're here to do. So yep. our first question comes from Jody Real. Jody Real says, I was at the beach a few days ago. There were so many women on the beach who were nearly naked. How can I not lust in a situation like that? I want to protect my eyes, but sex is everywhere. Great question. You want me to go first, Jeff, or you want to, you, you feel, okay. Um, so let's, let's look at your questions by layers. Um, I was at the beach a few days ago. There were so many women on the beach who were nearly naked. How can I not lust in a situation like that? Well, lust is a disposition is a is a disposition of a person's heart, right? Um, it's 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 lust is not something you do. Lust is something you are, and what I mean by that is your heart. If your heart is lustful, now you have a you have peripheral vision. You have eyes, so we're not going to deny the reality, right? But if you have love in your heart, the Bible says perfect love casts out all fear, right? If you have God's love in you, then your outlook would be different. So when you have love in your heart, you will see a woman at the beach and, and you uh, the number one thing that will come to the surface of your, of your response is respect. Respect for yourself. Which in to protect yourself because you're going to be like, I can't, I can't. I'm a, well, first off is respect of her. But if you have lust, that means disrespect uh, or means uh, uh, lust in your heart. So what I mean by that is like this. When there's love in your heart, your outlook is different. When there's lust in your heart, your outlook is different. Love and lust is different. Love says, I respect her, so I'm going to look away. Because that's someone's daughter. That's somebody's wife. That's somebody's whatever. But ultimately, that's a daughter of God. It doesn't deny that she's half naked. But because you have love in your heart, because you have respect in your heart, and because you have perfected those areas in your life through the help of the Holy Spirit, then your response is different. So the question is, what was your response? How did you respond? Now, if you're growing out of lust, let's talk about that. If you're growing out of lust and trying to get to a place where your like, love, self-love, love of others has been a default uh, setting in your heart, then what you got to do is, is train your eyes, train your eyes. The first look is not a sin, fam. That, that, that don't, you're going to see cakes. You know what I'm saying? You're going to see stuff. The second look is what the issue is. The second look reveals that there's some level of weakness in you or lust in you. And that's just not something that um, Jeff and I can advocate that, oh, I can't rest on how solid in God I was two weeks ago. I got to aggressively be after this daily. If not, in a weak moment, you'll do a double take. Right. So you have to first thing I would advise is assess where you are. And I'm, as I look at your question, it seems that uh, um, that you're growing from a place of previous lust to to a place where it's a must for you to 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 love and to navigate. Right. So how can I not lust in a situation like that? Number one, if the beach is just too much for you, then the beach may not be the place you should go. Or you can go to the beach, but choose a, a different beach where there's there's certain levels of beaches. Right. I know that even when my wife and I go to the beach, there's a part of the beach where the older people go. There's a beach where the spring breakers go. 
There's a beach that's ch children friendly, right? So there's parts of the beach. So what I would do is is just talk to the locals, say what 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 beach is for what, and then go there. Um, but what I don't want is is that you feel like you can't uh, engage and navigate a world because no matter where you go, there's leggings, there's short shorts, but you have to allow God to, through His love to perfect any fear. Any issues inside of you, because at the root of a lot of our issues is fear, insecurities, et cetera, et cetera. And when God begins to do that, you actually, when I go to the grocery store, there's love in my heart. That's somebody, like, I got so much respect. I'm like, that's somebody's wife, fam. First off, I'm not even thinking about whose wife that is. I'm thinking about the wife I got at home. Right. But when you begin to navigate life and you begin to see that second look when your neck begin to twitch and you're like, man, I just want to look at that again. That's when you got to go home and look within and say, hey, man, God, is there any area in me that I need to cleanse so that I can navigate this world respectfully? So you said, I want to protect my eyes, but sex is everywhere. Um, um, let me see. You protect your eyes by protecting your heart. Guard your heart. What's in your environment? Uh, is there still practice of pornography? Is there still um, um, what music are you listening to? If your heart is always open and is not guarded and protecting, your eyes will linger. Your eyes will wander. And so because the, sec the sexual infused world is not changing, but you have to allow your heart to change. So that's just a quick broad. Jeff is going to put that sniper on you and, pop, and he's going to hit you straight to the point. But I, I, I just gave you a good general thoughts, my thoughts on that, because, you know, but go ahead, Jeff, see what you got, bro. Um. I mean, I think what you said was perfect. So I, I'm not going to say too much beyond that. One thing I will say is this. Remember, 120 years ago, if women dressed the way that they do today on the beach, they would be put in a mental asylum. Go check it because it's the truth. The way that they dress is uh, very terrible. And you're right. I mean, it is almost impossible to avoid that, even on family-friendly beaches, which is where I say you should go in that regard. You know, you'd stay away, like you said, from the spring break type places. Um, but even there, you're going to find people that are are yeah. dressed a certain way. So what I mean by that is this. You're not going to be able to change them, so you have to change you. That's real. And um, like as he said, that it, it is ultimately a heart issue. And I, here comes the sniper part. Jesus said, that uh, I'm going to let Jesus be the sniper. Yeah. Jesus said that if your eye causes you to sin, to pluck cut it out. Off. Yeah. If your arm causes you to, or your hand or your arm causes you to sin, cut it off. Uh, obviously, I'm not advocating that you pluck your eye out or cut off your hand. What I am saying, though, is that until you are uh, in a place, and I don't know if you're married or not, so I understand if you're single, it's going to be a little yeah, bit, a little bit yeah. more difficult because – Remember, as men, God put the hormones on the inside of there. So if there's nobody there to uh, take that away, you know, I think that person would struggle more if they're single versus somebody who's married, right? Um, not always the case. I'm not saying that married people don't struggle. Yeah. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But yeah. I'm just saying if you are single, I can understand, you know, you're looking for a lady and all that kind of stuff. And here it is, you know, everywhere before you, you know. Like, I'll just tell you a story. One time uh, on my honeymoon, uh, my wife and I were in Mexico, and um, I had two situations. One uh, over to the left was like this saltwater pool, 
And there was a lady who was she and I's age, so she was younger, um, fully naked, wow. walking around. Well, Mexico, yeah. And um, they're not allowed to do that, but they, they were doing that. However, oh. I caught it and was able to immediately turn away. And I told my wife. And so we went the other direction, right? So you can't help what you see it the first time. It's not like you can help that, that the person is in front of you. Uh, but I didn't look back. We, we turned away. Second case was a very old lady who was tanning <laughs> and she was sitting and I literally walked right by her and she had on a mirror in front of her so that the sun could reflect onto her uh, breast area. And that part <laughs> was fully naked and I almost died and G and Joanne had to pray for me to be resurrected. So, uh, <laughs> so no offense, I just didn't expect a grandma to be doing that. And um, <laughs> no, I, so anyway, uh, in that instance, uh, you know, there, there, there's no attraction there because they're older. You see what I'm saying? That's why I mentioned yeah. that the younger one, they're, they're, they are my age and things like that. So I look away immediately because I don't want to lust or go into sin, right? But with the older person, I looked away, but I laughed. You know, that was the difference versus running. You see what I'm saying? And so... Um, you have to gauge the, the, the circumstance. I'm just sure. trying to make a, a joke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not trying to make light of your problem. I'm just trying to let you know that that happens to everybody. You're going to be put into situations that you can't help. And um, you have to just make sure that, number one, your heart is right and that <clears throat> uh, you hold yourself accountable. I think it's so important that you understand that the first look is not the issue. The no. second look is 100% the issue. Because the first look you can't help. I mean, you're you're. It's not like you're you're just walking and all of a sudden it it, it presents itself. Um. So you know, if you can't do that, then 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 my my thing, you know, as as opposed to pl plucking out your eye, would be just don't go to the beach. And I'll because, say this. Oh, go ahead. Oh, my bad. Jeff. No, go I was ahead, just bro. gonna say because because there. But if you do go to a beach, go to, like for instance, I will never, ever, ever, ever. Ever, ever, ever. And Ezzy has never told me this, but I guarantee you he'll say the same thing. I will never go to Miami to a beach in Miami. I won't oh, do no, it. No, not even that, close. It's not even no. no. Any Christian who says, oh, I'm going to go to a beach in Miami, no. something's wrong. Okay? No. It's not going to happen. It's too so much. I'm going to go to a family-friendly place where yeah. there are where there's where there's families. And Retirees. Exactly. That's what I'm going to do. But you will never catch me in too any much. of those places that are party places. You'll never catch me there. Ever. And I'm and glad I know you never go there either. I'm glad you said that because you're you're never going to be strong enough for the devil schemes. No. In your own strength. I wouldn't even no. I wouldn't even yo, that's why me and Jeff were saying I went to Miami twice to preach. I didn't see no beach. That's right. There's I went no there to way. preach, went to the hotel, came back home. Yep. I'm not stupid. It is right. not because it's not because we don't love our wives, it's because that environment is too much. Exactly. No man can survive an environment with a bunch of 20-some-year-olds bouncing around. There's no way. And, and if you look at the definition of lust, lust is an intense desire for something. So you have to transfer intensities. And so the best way to take away of intensity of another thing is to kill that area. 
right? Because if you always trigger sexually, then you're going to always be triggered no matter where you are. And no. so you got to look at how you manage that area of your life. You got to manage, look at how you manage uh, um, the environments you're in. So if your environments are sexual through the music, the movies, and through pornography, if it's sexual in that area, then that area of your life is going to be triggered. And God, you don't want God to take your sexual desire. He's not going to do that. That's like taking your soul. You know what I'm saying a part of your soul, but God is going to teach you how to manage it. And management is based upon uh, what you feed, how you feed it, what you feed it, right. and allowing that over time to die to the point to where it becomes dormant. That doesn't mean it's not an active volcano. It just means it's a dormant volcano at the moment because you have not allowed it to be triggered by earthquakes. And now right. that dormant volcano is now an erupting volcano. And then now you, you're causing a mess all around. Oh, and I was going to say, as he, uh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, you know, that's it, bro. That's it. I was going to say, just to give you a, a few practical things of where, so not just to tell you to look for family places, I'm going to give you some. Okay? There we go. Yeah. So um, St. Augustine in Florida is very good for families. Uh, at least that has been my experience for the past several years. Uh, very family oriented area, St. Augustine, Florida. Another one is, um, um, uh, what's it called in South Carolina? Uh, oh, um, it's an island. Um, Ezzy, what's it called? In South Carolina. Not oh, Myrtle. Uh, Hilton Head. Hilton Head. Yeah. Hilton Head, the parts that I've gone to have been very family oriented. I haven't had to worry about all, the, all that other, other stuff. So, yeah, just, and then Destin, Florida, where I, with the place that I've gone there, I think it's Miramar Beach, has been family, very, from when I went, I can't speak because I don't know about that beach as much. I've only been there once, but it was very family oriented where we stayed. And because um, we stayed where there was a bunch of condos and then we went out on the beach and it was very nice as well. I didn't have to worry about any of that. So I just want to give you a few practical places because I don't want you to have to not go to the beach. But I, you will never, ever, ever, ever catch me in Ezzy in any place where 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 basically they have said, hey, sex is what we're promoting. And this is because that's what Miami Beach, all those places in Miami, that's all they care about. That's why they promote. So you'll never catch us in places like that. Because it doesn't matter how strong you are, and I don't care how strong you think you are. There yeah. is no way in the world, because you are still a man, there's no way. It's best to just stay away and go to family-oriented places and, and interact in that way. And, so. and I just have I just wrote down some practical things just from a personal standpoint. Uh, number one, you got to acknowledge your need for God. Yep. And and stay and stay uh sensitive and submitted to him. And what I mean by that is the Bible says, uh, when a person stands, take heed, let that person take heed, lest they fall. Right. You got to stay humble and little in your own eyes. That's what causes you, number one, to avoid knowing that you are not strong enough and you need God more than you ever imagined. So that no matter what environment you find yourself in, you're like, God, I need you. Number two, you got to audit and assess your heart. If this is an issue of mine, I got to get, because when you treat lust, lust is a symptom of something deeper. So if I don't want to be a doctor that treats the symptom of an issue, I want to be a doctor that treats the source of an issue. So you got to ask yourself, God, what is the root reason to why this is an issue in my life? Number three, you got to cut off and control. You got to cut off certain environments and control the environments you're in. Yeah. And and if you can't control the environment, you leave that environment. Yeah. And you have to build a you have to build discipline, man. It's a daily thing. 
Because when you are in awe of God and that intensity for God is more than the intensity of the environment you're in, you wouldn't even really notice it most of the time. And also, you got to ask yourself, who and what must I live lust free for? I have, I, it's a must to be lust free. Yeah, because the Bible says without purity, no man will see the Lord. I, it's a must, number one, to God. So oh. I can be level headed when I do ministry. So I can be level-headed so I won't fall for demonic traps where a woman comes up to talk about I need prayer. I'm level-headed. But if my if my eyes is looking, you know, everywhere and I'm lustfully triggered, how can I be level-headed to see the schemes of the enemy? So I'm not, I'm, I'm, go ahead, Jeff. No, sorry. Finish. Go ahead. Well, that's it, bro. No, I was just going to tell you, we can go on to another question because I know we've yeah. labored this. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Questions add, add in there. But one time I... um. I was at a church and, and there was a lady who walked in right on the front row and she knew exactly what she was doing. Yeah, and the bro. pastor rebuked her right in the middle of the service. It was the most fun. It was the fun. She got up and walked out, but um, he didn't call out Dennis. her name, but he called out that he called out the spirit that was operating. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. you, you got to be less free so you can be level headed yeah. because if you got uh, less in your heart, you're easily a target and you're easily exposed. Now, Natalie, first off, thank you so much for your generosity. We greatly appreciate your super chat. And also for our brother up above who gave us super chat as well. Uh, Zach, I think is Zach. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. We appreciate it. We'll definitely put this, of course, to good use uh, for ministry wise. Um, so thank you again, Natalie and Zach and all those that support what we do. And um, anytime, because I know a lot of you all know me. If you ever feel led in your heart to support Jeff, um, please let me know. And I'll probably talk with Jeff to figure out if we can develop a stream for him. Because a, a couple of you all asked, um, I think, was it a couple of weeks ago? I saw it in the comments, something like that, that y'all want to know how y'all can support Jeff. And and all, of course, these funds here is going to support what we do ministry-wise. And we just pretty much just kind of keep it tucked. But at the same time, if you feel led to support Jeff, man, please let me know. Let us know. Comment below. And then in the next video or so, we'll make sure we have Jeff set up. And Jeff probably already got stream set up, but whatever he feels comfortable developing a stream for. Um, so if you feel led by God to support his ministry, him and his family, any kind of way, we want to make sure that y'all know that there is an opportunity for that. And if Jeff, you have any ways right now you want to let people know, not we we know Jeff's heart. So we're not, we're not, we're not those kind of guys. Yeah. We just know that um when you are a blessing to people, that's just what comes with ministry. So so we're not over here like here's a number and we got a uh, 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 cloths that, you know, we'll mail to you for healing and purposes and holy water and stuff. That's not what we do. OK, <laughs> so but but I know uh, Jeff's ministry is a blessing. And uh, I don't know if you have any streams um, that you want to let the people know. If not, then we'll develop something. Um, I don't I don't. Um, I can maybe develop something. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, I think you guys know my heart that. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. You know, um, to be honest with you, anything you give to me is still going to be used for ministry. So, um, yeah, that's what we do. You know, and, and and but but, you know, as the Lord leads you, that's fine. Um, I'll think about that and, and come back. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll let y'all know. We'll post a link um, below and we'll we'll start. Um, well, you'll we'll make sure there's links available because you, you're not you're not going to hear us talk about and ask for money. No. But because we saw the super chat. We want to make sure we say thank you. And if there is anyone out there that says, you know what, how can I support um, um, Jeff? We just want to make sure because that's my brother. So 
And y'all are so generous to me. And I appreciate what y'all do in the back end with how y'all support um, what I do personally. But Jeff's ministry is profound and powerful and it's rooted in God. And we want to make sure um, that y'all can bless him as well. So um, now so, he says this up your lane, Jeff. So I'll let you go ahead and read it. All right, cool. So it says, okay, yeah, because she's asking. Okay, cool. All right. So she says, I have a thank you, Natalie. So it says, I have two toddler sons. That's awesome. I have two boys as well. So you're you're a, a, a boy mom, which is a special anointing. Um, and I really want to show them to know Jesus, but at times I'm not sure how to do that since they are so little. Could you suggest activities, lessons, or what you did with your sons? Absolutely. I'd be very glad to share this with you. Um, I I will tell you this. The reason why I'm so excited about this is because I can't understand why uh, uh, why why the church doesn't encourage this. And so um, let me just give you a little background. Every church I've ever gone to, and I kid you not, I'm not making this up. I have been personally pulled or my wife has been personally pulled and said to us privately, your sons are the most well-behaved. They make me cry almost every time they're in wow. our service because of their kindness and their knowledge of scripture. They say that to me all the time. I'm not saying I would not normally share that with you because I don't want to come across as boastful. Um, because it's not me. It's Jesus Christ. And That's what right. I mean by that is this. Uh, my wife and I are not perfect. Uh, we are far, far from it. But I will tell you this, even in our imperfections, we are very brutally honest with our children. Uh, meaning when I make a mistake or I do something wrong, I apologize and humble yeah. myself, even to mm. my children. Yeah. I am not afraid to say I messed up and that it wasn't the right thing to do, nor was it the Christian thing to do. I am not afraid to do that at all, either as my wife. So if I mess up, the one thing is to be honest. So let me just kind of take you through what I did with our son since they're toddlers. So I assume they're two or two or three. Um, I had Bible study almost every night. Uh, even to this day, we constantly do Bible study almost every night. Now, what do I mean by that? I don't mean that I'm shoving uh, scriptures down their throat and just and just hoping that, it, that, it, that, 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 you know, you're throwing pickles on the wall and hoping something sticks. All right. Uh, what I do is I pray and we find a subject that I think is relatable to them. And then we go through those things. Or if I can't think of anything, cause the Lord hasn't given me anything. I will reiterate whatever their Sunday school teacher said, or the, or the people in their, in their school. Now, when they're very young like that, it's a little bit more difficult to get them to follow along. However, one thing that my wife and I have found very, very beneficial is to buy a Bible on CD or DVD yeah. where they can watch age appropriate stories in a way that they can relate. So, for instance, I might um, do a video on God's love and maybe it's the story where Jesus has compassion for the man that's sitting at the well that couldn't be let down in the waters. And so I talk about healing and I'm like, you see how great Jesus is that he would heal you. And then um, and then I will uh, use, for instance, the Bible. I will use uh, an age appropriate Bible to do the story. So we used to have those ones where it goes in the stories. It's not in scripture form, but it's describing everything in a way that they can do. And I would move. I would we we eventually we would transition to uh, older Bibles. So now I have an almost 13 year old 
So his Bible today is much different than the first yeah. when he was taught. But the, the, the one thing I can tell you to do, and I'm not trying to sound cliche, but live the life that you preach. Be honest with them whenever you sin or you fall into error. Um, share, when you know, whenever you get a win in Christ and you see God's faithfulness, at the appropriate age, share those things with them of what God did, right? Um, because we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And so I would share with them, you know, for instance, I'm not going to share a financial blessing with a three-year-old, right? You know, because they can't comprehend that. But what I but what I would do is continue to show them that Jesus provides, and I, and I would teach them how to say thank you and to pray a prayer of thanksgiving over and over again. You know, thank you, Lord God, that my legs work and that I'm able to run, that I get to play with my brother, that I got my toy today for my grandma, things like that. I always try to show them to be appreciative. And um, but the number one thing really is. They, these boys, <laughs> I read them the Bible so much. I mean, sometimes, Ezzy, I'll even let them read the Bible. I'll let them lead the Bible study. They'll ask, they'll say, Dad, can I lead Bible study tonight? And then I help them along. Um, I'll show them YouTube videos uh, of different preaching, like short segments. Uh, I'll get out books on revival, and we will read when God moved in yeah. uh, uh, in, in John Wesley's life or in um, uh, who's our favorite one. Oh, Henry loves uh, Charles Finney. And how the revivals yeah. took place in New York and all that kind of stuff. And I'll read the the Bibles. I'll read um um there's a book by a man from China, which is what probably my favorite non-Bible book of all time called The Heavenly Man. And I'll read it and our boys' jaws will drop and they'll say, Did that really happen? And I say, and I'll read it to them, and they're just like, Oh my gosh. Like I don't stick to one method because you don't win people by methods. No, you don't. Like, just be mm. led by the spirit for whatever's that time. Sometimes I'll read a revival book that has no scripture in it, but it's talking about what God is doing. Yeah. Sometimes we'll we'll just talk and I'll say, what, what are you dealing with? And then, you know, we know the scripture, so we just go into the scripture and we'll talk about that. But I just constantly make it um, inviting and not judgmental, and I constantly have touches. Um, and then, of course, we pray, you know. I think the typical American household, what they do is they pray before bed, but they don't ever teach them the Bible. Um, that's not something that is normal to the early church or even to the Puritans or any of them. They always had a Bible study around the table. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the Mormons and the Jehovah's Witnesses do that all the time. That's why they know the scriptures. They're all wrong. And 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 thankfully, my kids know how to combat uh, that, that false heretical uh, uh, cult-like doctrine, um, but that's because I show them the scripture. You know, I teach them apologetics. Um, but yeah, to your question, because you have toddlers, slow steps. So whatever's appropriate for their age, you build up. You know, I'm not going to read them the King James Version of the Bible at three years old. I am going to read them a Bible story, and, I'm, and if it's about thankfulness, I'm going to say, hey, Ethan, what were you thankful for today? And then he'll say, what do you think for? I said, see, God provides for us or he did this for that, that for you. And you're thankful for it. And the Bible says to be thankful in all things. And so, you know, little things like that and steps that you build up over time. But really, um, uh, I'll finish with this. Stop expecting the church to do what you as a parent. Because I am telling you, I will tell you this. Let me let me just clarify something. And this is probably going to make some people mad. I am not against youth pastors, but show me in the Bible where there's a youth pastor. Nowhere. 
There's not, you know who the youth pastor was in the Bible? The parent. That's the right. Hebrews were very intent on teaching their children the scriptures. Yeah. That's why if you go to, if you were Jewish, you would know that you have to memorize uh, the first five books of the Bible in order to become an adult or whatever. You know, they have to go through all that kind of stuff and constantly memorize stuff and put the scriptures literally on the inside of their heart. So they're teaching them from a very young age, not the church. They are. So I'm not saying, remember, the church is like, uh, the church is a supplement. It's a protein right. powder and it's good, but it can't replace steak. There's no protein powder that can replace steak. And nope. steak has to come from home. A supplement only helps when everything else is going right. Let me say that again. That's a right. supplement is only, it only works when everything else is going right. So for instance, you can take um, <coughs> protein powder and amino acids and, sorry, and um, <coughs> what else? Creatine and all this other stuff these bodybuilders use, right? But if you're not eating right, it doesn't matter. I'm going to cough, so Izzy, you're going to have to talk. Yeah. <coughs> the church was meant to be, like Jeff says, supplement. Um, um, the best meals are cooked at home. Um, I always advocate um, because you never know what the chef, the pastor cooks. And you got to teach your children and teach yourself how to chew the meat and spit out the bones. And um, that's why... I look at the church as as a buffet or as a restaurant uh, or as a um, a thing that's a necessity or uh, something. I want to say a necessity, a benefit. A necessity is making sure that your home is solid, to make sure that you're solid, to make sure you train up your child. Because, you know, there's a lot of um, uh, people that just gets positions, but they're not actually um, mature enough to manage those positions. And so if you keep trusting your children in the hands of other people, you don't know what they're going to do with those hands. Right. And so, sorry about that. I was having a coughing fit. But um, exactly like the church is a supplement to what mommy and daddy should be doing at home. Yeah. Um, if I only relied on my pastor to feed me, guess what? I'm going to die because you can't eat one day a week and survive. I you believe can't. in intermittent fasting, but not for six days. So, uh, <laughs> so it's that's not, true. that's not good. Yes. Uh, Rashawn Copeland commented and said, love that book. Crazy brother. Yoon. That's right. It's brother. Oh, that's Yoon. my brother. What's up, man. That's my brother, Rashawn. Yeah. And congratulations he, on baby number three. Oh, oh baby congratulations. Yeah. congratulations. He, big time. He's referencing, uh, the heavenly man and it is brother Yoon. And, uh, I'm sure he would agree with me. That's probably one of the best, uh, that and, um, the cross on the switchblade. And then Fresh oh, yeah. by David Wilkerson, and then Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire by Jim Cimbala. Uh, God Smother, Smuggler by Brother Andrew. Those are, sorry, I didn't mean to give you all my top five books or whatever, but. Oh, and then Natalie, I was going to tell you, you said they were three and two. Once they get to be like Ethan's age, my older son, who's 12, going on 13, that's when you can switch to, um, what's his name? Uh, John Bunyan. Um, 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 uh, Pilgrim's Progress. Pilgrim's Progress. So then you can switch to Pilgrim's Progress. So you want to make sure that it's age appropriate because you're not just trying to shove scripture down their throat. You're trying to show them who Jesus is so that they will cling to him even when they're older. Right. And so uh, by doing that, you're able to uh, speak to them on their left. Yes. Jim Simla, proper, but loved how exactly. <laughs> Good work. I don't know. I don't know you, Rashad, but I'm glad you're, you're you and I are on the same page. He's a good um, brother, man. 
That's one yeah. of my my uh, good friends, man. Good guy, man. Great guy. So, um, so yeah, uh, being the biggest thing is age appropriate and constant touches. Don't expect the church to do what you should be doing. Um, and guess what? If you don't know the Bible, uh, it, it's time for you to start learning. And it, and you know what? As you learn, God can God can take those messages and have you use them for the youth. Um, but at the end of the day, give them the gospel. That's what they need uh, more than anything. They need the gospel. So anyway, I'll finish with that. Um, as if you want to say anything, I mean, you I interact with a lot of kids, but yeah, I mean, I think. Oh yeah, that is true, man. I just know out as far as um, I call it the Ezzy effect, but it's really the Holy Spirit effect, but I, it's just E and E. Um, a teacher came into my office today and she was like, not a teacher, but a, a staff member. And she was like, I want to know why people love to come to your room. Exactly. <laughs> and I told her it's the Ezzy effect, but it was, she's a Christian. So I was like, it's, it's, it's because they know that I'm loved here. I'm respected here. And the environment is welcoming. They know I still hold on to truth. They know, they know I still res uh, um, expect respect. You know what I'm saying? They all, they know all that, but they know that environment is welcoming, loving, and they know that Mr. Ezzy knows what he's talking about apologetically. He know they trust that um, uh, Mr. Ezzy is is here to instruct me. I have a lot of kids who have fathers on this planet, and they still call me their dad. And it's 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 it shocks me because I only have my own children yet. But at yeah, the but same time, go ahead, no, bro. No, sorry. No, no. What you about to say? I was just gonna say, yeah, because one thing I know about you, because again. You guys can hear us talk all day long, but Ezzy and I actually know each other, okay? So yeah. um, it's because you're not a hypocrite. Uh, I, and I, I just yeah. wanted to say this. Uh, uh, more people who have lived a hypocritical Christian life, they lead more people <clears throat> to hell than the devil ever could. Yeah. He don't need to do that much work. The devil doesn't even have to do anything. He just relies on you. So the kids... And Ezzy and I were talking about this the other way, the other day. I think kids are really good for this too. But I feel sometimes, Ezzy, like the world has more discernment than the church does. <laughs> the, the the church knows that they should. I mean, the world knows they shouldn't be sending their money to the these fake preachers. But the but, but the church they'll they'll give up all their last dollar that they can't even eat any food. And what I mean by that is this: it's like you know, it's just insane to me the, the way that they're thinking. But you know, I I think that uh, when you live the life that you preach. That is the very best. You know, uh, Rashawn was talking about Jim Cimbala. Uh, yeah. Jim Cimbala, you know, his daughter went astray, and she has he has a testimony at the at the end that is so powerful you have to read it sometime. But anyway, uh, his daughter went astray, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into it because it's so powerful. I would do it in the wrong way. But basically, she came back to the Lord. But you know, one thing she said, she said, "My dad and mom." lived the same life they lived at their church mm. was the same life they lived in our home. I never saw my parents take one position in church, but live it differently at home. It wasn't because of my parents that I went astray. It's because of me. So don't ever let it be that your children go astray because of you. If they go astray because of him, that's different, but not because of you. That's real. So, and she felt her feet before them. Exactly. Yes. He's, he's saying, Yes, and it was so powerful. I mean, it is unbelievable. I mean, you just cry whenever you hear. And he actually says it in a sermon on um, uh, YouTube. Look up Jim Cimbala and type in uh, "My house shall be called 
a house of prayer. That sermon and your life. And he talks about his daughter at the end of that, but watch the sermon. I think it's about 45 minutes, maybe an hour. He's at a conference for worshipers and he turns it on its head. And I'm telling you, you'll be in tears just hearing what God did through his daughter and, and how she completely changed. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Jim Cimbala, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Go look it up and buy his book. I will endorse him. Uh, fresh wind, fresh fire, because I'm telling you that that book will set you on fire. Anyway, I apologize as he continues. <laughs> you good, big time. You good, my brother. Zach Odateo, please forgive me if I jack, jacked up your name, my bro. Uh, as a new as a new youth pastor, how can I get this younger generation more engaged during fellowship? Great question, man. Um, as someone that's in a high school and middle school and who's been in elementary for six years, uh, but now is in a Christian school and has been in youth ministry. And I teach 16 to 18 year olds at my church every Sunday. Um, authenticity, transparency, and consistency, right? They need to see you do it. And, and also I'm gonna add their empathy. So as a new youth pastor, how can I get this younger generation more engaged? Uh, if you get too textbook with it, if you get too method, methodical, I think it's the word, um, with it, then you're going to miss, you're going to miss their, the, the, the window of opportunity to reach them. The best advice I would give to any new youth youth pastor is to make sure that you're always on your face before God, to make sure that you're following God, um, to make sure that your uh, uh, your life, when they look at your life, they know. One thing about kids, you can't fool. You can fool adults, but you can't fool kids. That's what I was saying earlier. Yes. You can fool adults, but you can't fool kids. Kids know if you're hypocritical. Kids know if you're about that life. And when you are, if you live life with them and you minister through the spirit of God, one thing that Jeff and I, we've heard this many years ago, uh, when God's in the room, both the saint and the skeptic know. Both the saint, the skeptic and the sinner know there's a God in here. So I've been in situations where from the basketball player that's not a Christian all the way down to the kid who's been in a Christian a school since they were two. When the spirit of God speaks to me, all eyes are glued. And I see Jeff and I are in the anointing business, not in the talent business. Talent doesn't destroy the yoke. Anointing does. So when you know that the anointing destroys the yoke, you will stay anointed. <laughs> Anoint Being anointed is different than being appointed. Oh, man. You can be appointed to do something, but not be anointed. All of us are appointed to do something. But until we get in fellowship with God, then that appointment becomes anointed. And what this, what happened to Saul? He was anointed king of Israel, but he was still king after years. God wasn't with him. And the issue is there are so many people doing ministry and God is not with them. And so what I will say is, is. Keep dying to yourself. <laughs> Keep dying to yourself daily. Uh, minister with the with the outcomes of these children in mind. Love them. Man, do you know how many kids cuss in front of me in a Christian school? You know how many kids talk crazy in my office? Kids, they, you know what? I let them do it. I don't know. Hear me close. I don't let them do it. That they don't be just cussing. They'll be going crazy. But what I'm saying is, there's some kids who I know came from hood backgrounds. What am I going? What am I supposed to do? Hey, stop that! No, 
you have to have realistic expectation and understanding of that child's background, their struggle, their hurts. And you can't do that if you preach more than you listen. Your preaching becomes more powerful when you take the time to listen, discern, empathize. And then over a period of time, those kids will start asking about the hope that's in you. And I think youth ministry is where they need more empathy. They need more understanding. They need more uh, um, anointed <clears throat> delivery of God's word, um, engagement, dialogue. Um, when I speak to my 16 and 18 year olds, I'm going to tell you how I do my, my um, like the way I preach in front of a church is different than how I uh, engage kids in ministry. What I do is I don't even have no sermon notes, Jeff. I have five questions that I ask. Three to five questions because I'm seasoned enough. No, no, no um, kudos to me. I just, I've been in this thing a while. So I trust the deposit that I've, that the Holy Spirit has placed in me and what I've done in my labor into God's word. So what I do is <clears throat> I ask questions. Like this past week, uh, Jeff, we talked about, it's in my phone. Hold on. We talked about, and I'm going to just, I'm going to show it. I'm going to give them practical things, right? So when I was in, uh, this week we talked about, let me pull up my notes. Give me one second. Because I want to make sure I help this brother out. Um, we talked about... No, that's the wrong one. We talked about... Uh, man, where is it? Oh, we talked about um, contentment. <coughs> Hold on. These are not my questions. Hold on. Oh, we talked about life balance. This was two weeks ago. I can't find the notes from when I talked about last week. It's in here somewhere, but maybe I wrote it down. We talked about life balance. I said, what is balance is the first question. I want to hear them. What is balance to you? My second question, what, what causes imbalances? There are question, what are teens trying to balance or what all do you have on your plate? Why is it important to be balanced? What are, what are signs of a balanced life and signs of an imbalanced life? Um, and they post a lot of questions. They was like, um, I asked them what causes teens to be unbalanced. They gave me these points. They said their future thoughts, uh, emotions, energy, spirit in school or, uh, uh, or school parents, opinions, self-care. So I allow the Holy spirit to work through all of us in ministry. And I ask questions. And then as they answer the questions, the Holy Spirit will trigger up in my spirit. Go down these, go down this rabbit hole. Take it down here. And let me tell you something, my brother. When church is out Sunday nights, the kids don't want to leave. People don't want to leave the presence of God, fam. Kids be like, oh, I don't want these 16 to 18 year olds. I don't want to go. <laughs> because when you, when you give them a voice, but with their voice, you give them direction and you give anointed uh, 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 because they're, they're getting a the residue of your relationship with God. You'll begin to find these young people, man, um, curious. We do also, Jeff, we do at my school, a young lady at my school. I call her Liz for sure. I ain't going to give her a whole name, but I call her Liz. And and she came to me two months ago and was like, uh, I, I feel like uh, God wants me to do about uh, a Bible study prayer during lunch at school. Yeah. Man, we have about 20 kids coming now. At first it was five. And what do they do? They ask questions. They do not want to leave to the point to where they're like, let's, let's, let's come earlier. I'm telling you, youth ministry is not as difficult as it may come off. But when you're transparent, you're empathetic, you're understanding, and you're anointed, 
man, you'll start seeing kids hunger increase for the things of God. And then you can guide them on practically how to walk that relationship with God out. So those are my thoughts real quick. I know I went down, but that's what I do. That's that's what that's the place where God has me right now in ministry is to the youth. Um, and so that was up my lane. But I know Jeff has some points, too, if he feels led to give some. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll just give a couple because I thought you did great. Um, I thought those were I agree with everything you said. Uh, one thing that I wrote down was preach the gospel. That's it. I oh, know yeah, that's yeah. simple and that sounds so, uh, you know, cliche. But I have heard so many youth pastors and they don't they do anything but preach the gospel. They preach culture. They preach sports. They preach being relevant. They preach. Um, I mean, they preach self-help. They do not preach the gospel. Now, the reason why I told you to preach the gospel is this. There is a weapon on the inside of you as a minister. That the devil on the inside of them or around them, it, it cannot stand. Meaning you're the weapon they've been looking for, that 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 youth. So so what, what do I mean by that? I mean that whatever issues that they're going through, you're the answer to their issues because you have the spirit of God on the inside of you. Now, going back to what I said earlier, youth ministry is a supplement to what should be done at home. However, so so what I mean by that is this don't think that they're gonna go to church or to the school to a home that doesn't know Christ. And then go to a school that teaches them ungodly, uh, yeah. I now just say it, satanic, satanic. Uh, principles um, and they, for six days a week. And then they come for a half an hour to you on Sunday. Yeah, It's not going to happen. Uh, no, not. I, I'm just telling you, it's not. Uh, unless the spirit of God comes in and completely changes and rearranges their life. And that's where you can be that light. Because remember. If they all they see is darkness, of course they're going to want to stay with you because who doesn't want to stay in light? Do you you don't want to stay in dark? You want to you want to go to the light, right? That's true. And the light is the gospel. So um, make sure you're preaching the gospel. Before Number, you go to your second, oh, go, go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. No, go ahead. With that gospel point, it it um it brought up what happened today. And every time I preach, right, whenever Jeff and I speak, um, there's no shouting. There's an, there may be an occasional shout, maybe one every 500 message. <laughs> but one thing that I learned about the gospel when it's preached in every message, it leaves the people reflecting. <clears throat> Guess what our memory verse is for this week for my 10th grade class. I teach Bible for 10th grade. What? First John 2, 15, love not the world. The other things are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that's in the world is lust of the flesh, lust of the eye and the pride of life, uh, et cetera, et cetera, right? Class was quiet because I, I only had to do 50. Uh, that verse preached itself. I only had to, I only had to labor on it for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, maybe yeah. for the last 15 minutes. And this happens a lot in my Bible class. It's quiet. And I'm like, y'all all right. Yeah. Mr. Ed, we all right. Some kids, they so rid of me. And that was heavy. That, that, that they're reflecting because the gospel says, Hey, why do you love this world more than God? You are because by default, you a sinner. Now, how can you properly love these things accurately? The only way you can is if you confess your sins and believe Christ as your savior, welcome him in your life, forsake your life and follow him. That's the only way you're going to be able to navigate this world as an ambassador. I gave the analogy about how if my principal sends me to uh, Florida to do to a teacher's conference, right? I, I will be a fool to go look for a house there. 
I'll be a fool to find a luxury vehicle there if I'm only going to be there for a weekend. But what will my school pay for? My housing, my travel, my lodging, and all that stuff. God is not obligated to pay for your lifestyle here. He pays for you to live life here to bring people to the life giver who was Christ. But all I'm saying is when you preach the gospel, they begin to reflect, am I in right standing with God? And what in my life is keeping me from flowing in the sanctification process of the Holy Spirit? It constantly recaps and reflects. There, there may be times where they're shouting and, and encouragement words. And I'm not talking about be hellfire and brimstone either. But all the time. But what I'm saying is when the gospel, even if it's subtly placed in there, it's going to leave people like, wow, hmm. leaves them reflecting. So that's all I want to add about the gospel, man. And it happened today where they were just sitting there for 10 minutes. Just you felt the reflection in the room. Yeah, that's why I just said, make sure you, I know that's cliche, but preach the gospel. Um, and and uh, the last two, the last thing was our last two things I was going to say is. Remember, you're planting a seed, and a seed needs tending. So remember yeah. that you're not, you're not. It's not overnight. And then number three, stop focusing on the kids and start focusing on God. That's it. Isn't that a concept? Because uh, when you focus on God, He'll give you the heart for the kids, and then it it, it will come through naturally. You won't have to try. Yeah, and when um, you have the heart for the kids, because you have the heart of God, then right. you'll teach them the habits of God. Because exactly. you're practicing them in your own life. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's good. We can go to the next one if that works. Um, okay. Chelsea says, go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> what can we do if our spouse is deployed but has a relationship with God? How can he leave the house when he isn't able to be physically Oh, okay. Okay. That, that's a tough one. So, um, yeah. of course, she when she says deployed, she means military. If you're in a different country, I'm sure you understand that, but I just want to make sure I clarify. Yeah. Excuse me, that I clarify. Um, uh, deployment isn't forever. You know, mm -hmm. there there are, are things and there are sacrifices that have to be made. Um, it's it's I it's going to be very difficult. One of the things that you're blessed with today is technology. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, being able to call whenever you can or more often, you know, you can't call every day if you're out to sea or you're in, in a jungle somewhere and you can't do anything. But when you can call, you know, you make those constant touches. You, you discuss the Bible with them. You interact with them. When you're in person, you do the same thing. You know, you just constantly show them the love of God and do whatever you can. You know, uh, one thing um, that a lot I know a lot of people who are deployed like to do because they can't always um call is that they write letters and then they get those letters they may get them you know months at a time but if you're writing one every day and just sharing the love of christ and being able to uh read that to them i think that's really important but that's the only advice i can give on that to be honest with you you're just gonna have to pray and ask the holy spirit because um it's very difficult to do that whenever you're not there um now, I mean, I know there's like stints, like they go for a year, they go for six months, they go for two years, they go for three years. Some go because it's a career. They're, they're a, long, a, a long time. But I think uh, the communication is what uh, yeah. needs to be present. And so if you can do that through video calling or phone calling, or if you can't do that, at least do by letters and talk about Christ during those letters and, and things like that. And what you're learning in your own personal Bible study that can relate back to your family as a whole on, on the levels that, that they can understand, you know, you know, taking into account 
their ages and, and, and where where they are in life and things like that. So I would just say that. And that's simple. And technology makes it easier day by day. So we don't want you to think that we're going through this question fast. But that's but that's a simple answer that what Jeff gave is is what technology gives you access to. And that's real. Uh, Rose Purple says, what do you think about people using spirit boxes to talk to the dead? And are those spirits really the people? They're not. Demon demons. If you think the earth, if you think our communication system is advanced, what do you think the spiritual world's communication system is? Where do you think we got these things from? What, where do you, where do you, so you see what I'm saying? Humans are not that smart. A lot of these individuals that create a lot of these inventions and technology came from demonic spirits, right? I'm not saying all advanced technology. I'm not saying humans are not advanced in their intellect and God can't deposit through people. But you understand that there's a source also demonically by which innovation comes. Right. So, number one, those are not they're not talking to those individuals absent from the body is present Lord or in the lake of fire, whatever you want to call it. Right. Yeah. No, not lake of fire. That's at the, that's at the end of the judgment. I know, but what, it's, you I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think about people using their, those individuals either ignorant or or they're um, they're playing with the devil. Right. Uh, to talk to the dead and to answer that question specifically, they are not communicating with those individuals. Stay far away from that kind of stuff. The Bible talks about uh, um, staying away from mediums and and all these different individuals because you open yourself up. And a lot of uh, people don't understand the demonic attachments that come due to your intense need to speak to someone that's deceased or your intense need or connection to someone that's passed. And then you get into these darker uh, attachments and demonic oppression and influence. And the devil doesn't just give you a service without some level of of um, a tie. Oh, yeah. You you make the deal with the devil. You do anything with any of the devil's mediums or streams. You yep. are going to get oppressed. Yep. And it's then, not a, it's not a smooth transaction. It ain't like oh I buy and I receive. No, you buy and you get more than what you pay for. Yeah, and they and they, they make you think you're in control, but guess what? When Ezzy and I die, I'm going to be with my Savior. Don't look for me. When these people die, if they don't give their life to Christ, they're going to be in bondage and torment for the rest of their lives. Yeah, that's witchcraft. Stay away from Stay anything. Stay far away from that. Any far, of that. far, 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 far. The Bible far. says that a man is appointed once uh, to die and then the judgment. So either they're in judgment. Or they're they're with Christ because they're they're present with with the Lord. So yeah. Um, uh, hey Yanni. Hey girl. I just want to say hey to my students. I love my students come mess with me. Hey girl. And, and I also, think, yes, oh, she's ahead. piggybacking on what he said. Does that include watching horror movies? Absolutely. I would stay away from horror movies hundred percent. Yes. Don't stay touch. Away. Because it's very funny she said that because when the person said spirit box, I was like, oh, you mean like a TV? But That's anyway. what I thought too. <laughs> my, my mom used to call my mom used to call the one eyed demon. Yeah, literally. So uh, TV can be is OK. We're not saying we're against TV, but you need to be very careful what you watch on TV. Uh, but, yeah, especially horror movies. And the reason why I will tell you this is uh, nothing that is created doesn't come from something. That's right. Meaning, there's not a horror movie ever made that they didn't that the meaning there's where did they get the idea? from? They got right. it from the from the demons in hell. That, that's exactly what they did now. I'm not going to get in and tell you what movies you can watch and what movies you can't watch. I'm not going to do that. The Bible doesn't do that. However, David was very careful about what he allowed his eyes to see and his ears to hear. So if you watch something and you feel convicted by the Holy Spirit, then you should turn it off and walk away. 
That doesn't mean you go out and tell everybody and their mother that you watched it. You shouldn't have watched it. I'm not saying that. I'm yeah. just saying if you if you do continue to watch it after the Holy Spirit told you not to do it, the Bible says if you do something that you know that the Lord doesn't call you to do, to him it is sin. So, uh, for instance, I will never touch alcohol. I'm not saying you're going to hell for touching alcohol, but I can tell you right now, I, it will never touch my lips because to me never. it is sin. Yeah. For me, um, I know Ezzy feels the same way. Yeah, and um, and both of our wives feel the same way. Uh, I I will never touch it. I'm not saying you're going to hell. I'm not saying you're going to hell for watching a horror movie. But I am saying, if the Holy Spirit convicts you not to watch something, walk away. Besides, here's the thing: why invite darkness into your home? You don't want Simple to do that. That. That, that, I, that part I have never understood. Um, because I know some people really like uh, uh horror movies. Um. Like that, like they actually like they really like them, and I, you know, I have people in my family that have said they really like them. But me, I've always just said I don't want darkness in my house. I want the joy and the peace of the That's world. That's it. So, um, and 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 anything, you know, there's been times in the past where I watched a movie and uh, not a horror movie. I don't, I, I don't like horror mm. movies, especially like demonic mm. weird. I don't do that stuff. But I'm, I'm just saying where I've watched a movie that didn't sit right with me, and um. You know, I had to watch something happy afterwards because it didn't feel right in my home. I don't ever want yeah. to feel like that. No. I, I want peace and joy. So, no, I would say never touch spirit box nonsense and, and or Ouija boards or anything to do with the occult because it will eventually control you. You have nothing to do with that. And then horror movies, it's the exact same thing. They're opening a door to a realm that you don't want in your house. And people don't understand about portals and and how you give clearance to demonic spirits to run different uh, areas of your home, and that's why. Uh, and your kids. Yeah. Yeah, and, because and, it may not affect you, but what about your children? Because they're not yeah, strong in the Lord. They're not strong enough, and 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 that's why it's important for you to develop your discernment. And we'll probably do a whole lesson on that because I don't have time to labor on discernment. Yeah. But but the issue is darkness has become even more subtle. And and what Jeff named are the extreme forms of yep. darkness, Ouija board stuff like that. But it's in music now. It's in commercials oh, now. But it's in everything now. And if you don't have discernment, you're going to be entertaining spirits unaware. You're going to literally be entertaining them, and you become a portal, an open door for them to run uh, uh, recklessly in your home. And so that's why you got to steal your life, unplug from all these different things. And really find joy in the simple things because the tentacles of this world, why do you think they call the World Wide Web? They call the World Wide Web for a reason. Spiders make webs, family. Fantastic. So you got to be careful. Yep. All so right. we're going to go. Uh, she has a three. She has three long paragraphs. So I'm going to read them for you, Jeff. And okay, we'll we'll follow. Uh, my friend got offended when I said she should be single and focus on herself. She's back a lot. Uh, she's back in a lot of bad relationships with no time in between. Okay. I'm the one she calls to vent. I don't know what to say to her anymore. Uh, the friend got mad at me because I told her she should heal and focus on herself and not man so much. No time in between bad relationships. Every time she talks to a man, she looks as if it's a possibility. I don't know what else to say to her. I tried to encourage her. She acknowledged she was daddy. She has daddy issues, and we talked about it. But every week, she's looking for a man in a relationship. See if she said anything else. That's it. Um. Oh my bad, Jeff. You want to go? You see anything? Any anything that's pulling you to it? I, yeah, I, I can talk about that for a second. So, yeah. uh, one thing is, I know you love your friend, but you, uh, you can't change people. You can't. 
some people, you know, sinners are really good at, at admitting they want to sin, and Christians are dumb about it. And I hate to say that, but no, what right. I mean is that Christians will they'll say, "Well, I made a mistake, or I I fell into a bad way, or or I I drank the wrong milk last night, or something." Sinners are like, "No, I wanted to go to the club, and I wanted to do this, and I wanted to do that." They're 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 usually a little bit more honest. Uh, so so where am I going with that? What I'm saying is that um, clearly your friend wants to do what she wants to do. Yeah. Clearly you can see as a concerned friend that she keeps putting herself into situations that is causing her to basically live a bad life. She's in and out of relationships because she does need to heal. So your advice is 100%. Uh, but remember – Eventually, some people have to fall on their face, and 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 I say that nicely. Uh, what what yeah. I mean by that is that um, you're not her savior; Jesus Christ is. Yeah. And until she's willing to give up, some people are going to do what they do. Um, um, you are, you know, because you had said in in the thing that basically you were getting frustrated and you. She, she keeps uh, coming to you for the issue. She acknowledged that she has issues, but she, she still wants to go be in a relationship. Um, the reason she's doing that is because she doesn't see value on the inside of herself. Uh, because, because in my opinion, uh, uh, that she would be found instead of searching. Um, but, uh, and then you said daddy issues and that's the problem. So I think as he, I think what she's saying as far as her advice that she has daddy issues, she needs to heal. Basically, there's baggage that she's bringing into every relationship, and that's causing the relationship to go off into a bad place. So, uh, Des93, I 100% agree with your advice. That sounds exactly like what she's going through. However, as a friend, you don't always have to give advice. If you've said what you said, sometimes they just need you to listen um, and, and, and not say anything and just to be in prayer for her. Because yeah. some people have to learn the hard way, and I hate to say that, but it's Listen, I give people a two-pearl limit, Des 93, two-pearl <laughs> limit. The first pearl is just, hey, here's some advice. You came to me for the, here's the first pearl. The yep. second pearl is maybe you didn't hear everything I said the first time clearly. Okay. The, you don't get no more pearls. So what you do is what Jeff said. Now you just listen. But then you got to ask yourself, is it worth me listening to? Is it taking energy from me? See, friendship is a commitment. If Jeff hurts, I hurt. If I hurt, Jeff hurts. That's the tug of friendship. So you have to ask yourself with certain friends, how close is the rope? So me and Jeff is this close. So if something happens to Jeff, I'm going to be, I'm going to, whoa, what's wrong? What's wrong, bro? The same way. But if you got a genuine friend, something got lifting the rope. So no matter what she does, it don't tug you as much because right now it seems like that you may be emotionally tugged because you care. But with the older you get and Jeff can attest, the older you get, you start caring less. (laughs) And I'm not saying it in a bad sense. You're going to care for her, but you're going to care less in as far as how much care that you put. You give it over to God. It's like this. On to God. I'm going on about my life. And, and if she, I'm telling you, some people rather learn. See, right now, my friend, Des93, maybe you was once enrolled in the class of experience. Maybe that was, it was a class you took in your first semester in college of life. But now you're enrolled in a class of observation. 
that's that's life that's life 101 maybe 201 that's an advanced class some people are just not on the same level and they have to learn from the classroom of experience and you gotta let them you know what they say if you try to help a butterfly out of the cocoon it will never fly because the butterfly needs to find strength in their own wings. So you can't be out here who already knowing how to fly you good and try to help them out of their cocoon. Then you will be hurting them inevitably or eventually. So the best the best help that you can give a person is not giving help. And you done gave you done gave all the advice you gave. You did all you can. You done gave your two. You, may, you probably made you probably gave so many pearls. She got a necklace and some earrings. But going forward, all you do is listen. And if it's pulling too much from you, just don't answer every call or yeah. shorten or shorten the call and be like, you know, I'm praying for you. And then yep. when she comes back with boyfriend number 58 and she's she's hurt by that, just be like, hey, man, you belong to the streets. I'm just joking. You just be like, man, it is what it is. <laughs> you, know, you know, like I can't I can't. This friendship is not equally yoked. Yeah. OK, well, that's all I got. You, you, you don't want to be an enabler either. Exactly. That's 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 it. That's it. Yep. Because because it's like it's like it's like um it's like what the government does. The government wants you on welfare because they want your vote. I'm not getting political, but what I mean by that is that um oh, they yeah, want right. you on welfare because they want you dependent upon them. Yeah. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna pull I, I'm not gonna talk about American politics, so I'm gonna pull that away, but I'm gonna go to more like communist countries, for instance. Yeah, socialist countries. One of the number one things they do is they get you so dependent upon them that that you can't go any other way even if you wanted to even if you wanted to and so um so they they've got their hook in you and but remember you know it, I, I remember somebody quoted this to me the other day i thought it was brilliant uh, another pastor friend quoted this to me he said do you remember in captain america with the first avenger that hydra was a part of the nazi regime but they kind of broke off and went to like like to another side of it or whatever but same same spirit anyway he said, we learned that that, that that didn't work because people would fight us if we tried to take away their freedom. So what we had to do is we had to switch mm. the role and get them to give their freedom to us willingly. 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 And so what you do is by providing those, you know, like a socialist or a communist country, they'll give you stuff for free, just like the, those spirit boxes, the devil give you something for free. That's real. But remember, he's behind there putting the hook on the back of your neck where you can't see. So that as soon as you go, now he's got you. And so um, you don't want to be an enabler because guess what? She's going to be like, well, every time I have a problem, I can come to my friend or I can talk to this person or talk to that person. No. I've told you, like you said, your second pearl. Let me clarify what I said. Mm -hmm. And um, you've chosen to do to go this way. I don't think that's advantageous. So I'd prefer from now on that we don't talk about relationship issues. Yeah, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Else, but I don't want to talk about relationship issues because, like I said, you clearly need to be healed, and you're not, and it constantly leads to issues. And if she can't take that, then guess what? She's uh, not a friend. I would, I would, I would much rather Ezzy tell me the truth than to pretend like everything's okay when it's not. Don't pretend to keep a friend. Yeah. Simple that, as that. that. Yeah, because that's not a friend. A friend tells you the truth. They they don't lie to you. No, it doesn't mean they're a jerk. I'm not saying to do that, but I'm saying, like, you know, for instance, you know, clearly Ezzy likes Bojangles, and I think that's a problem. And, you yeah. know, and I've brought that up, you know, occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing. 
Oh, no. and, 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 and what's going to happen? I'm still going to love Jeff, but I'm still going to get it. But, but think about this, though. Probably when I was younger, Bojangles, I ain't listen to Jeff. Right. Well, we, we speaking hypothetically because me and Jeff are foodies. We're going we're gonna to eat. Yeah, exactly. But now that I became a husband, I don't eat there as often. Exactly. So, so all I'm saying is be a good friend. It's, I, honestly, I think you, from what I'm hearing, you seem like a great friend. Um, sometimes all you can do is just be there for people, but you don't need to speak anymore. Some people learn the hard way because they want to do what they want to do. And until they're willing to change, there's not a person on earth. Not even Jesus can change them. Why? Because hard God hard. will not violate your free will. However, uh, God does have a way of touching your circumstances so that you will. <laughs> so that you will bend a certain kind of way. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, but God, God doesn't force and you can't force them. So, um, and I'm going to say this and I had a thought and I just, I just, I just lost it. It was about, um, Bojangles. And it was something around there. It was around the park. About, what was I about to say? Um, I forgot it, but it was, it was anyway, I forgot it. Um, but my, but no, 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 it's not your fault. It was kids' fault. I had counts like seven kids a day. <laughs> but, 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 um, but yeah, um, yeah, man, let people learn the hard way, man. And that's just, that's just the nature of life. I mean, I applaud you for giving your best effort, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't like, I, I, I'll tell you something. I, I will tell you, there was a person in my life years ago that I would constantly send scriptures, I would constantly send Christian books, I would do different things. And um, eventually I said, I'm not doing anything. I stopped doing that because I said, you know what? I'm trying to get them to come to Christ. They have to want to come to Christ. So I just said, you know what? I'll be there for them whenever they reach out to me. But I'm going to stop pushing those things because it's not working. Because until they are willing and want to change, that's whenever they, you can go in and give them advice. But before them... That, like, as he said, you don't cast your pearls before swine. I'm not trying to talk negative about your friend. But what I'm saying is they're taking a swine attitude in the sense that they're not willing to receive correction. And so as a result, they're going to continue to go down that negative path. And you don't have time for that. So I would just stay away and say, you know what? I love you as a friend. I, I gave you my advice. Um, you can take it or leave it. Um, let's talk about something else. And I'm going to just tell you this. It came back to me. The Bible says the blind lead the blind uh, and they both end up in a ditch, right? Exactly. What I always tell people is if you can predict the ditch that they're heading to, beat them to the ditch so that when they fall in, you're right there. If God has placed you in their life to help them. Yeah. And and what I mean by that, you also got to look at your temperament while you're at the ditch. Don't be with your arms folded at the ditch talking about, see? Exactly. No, just yeah. say, hey, man, here's my hand if you need it. The same okay. hand that gave you those two pearls, the same hand is going to help you out of this world. And simple as that. Uh, if you're called to that, because some people I don't got time to be waiting by no ditch for. But if it's a loved one, if it's someone that you care about, when they fall in that ditch, be ready to hand them out, help them out. Anyway, I think that's all the questions I see. And we're going to get into the food, the top three meals. Top three meals. And this is tough because Jeff said meals. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and there's so many combination in meals, right? So the same meal may have two, three, four different combinations. It may yep. be a it may be a biscuit one day, or it may be a roll with that meal. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? One it may be macaroni cheese and or just macaroni cheese. So so either way, I'm gonna do my best to give y'all my top 
three meals. And Jeff, yeah. I'm pretty now, I'm pretty sure with Jeff, it's all Italian. I'm just joking. No, nope, it's not. No, it's not. I know. Um, no, but when I say top three meals, I don't mean like like what meals would you go cook? I mean, you physically went to that place and you're like, this is the best I ever had. So we talk about meals outside of the home. In or outside the home. Gotcha. Like, for instance, you remember when you were 10 years old at Thanksgiving oh, dinner, you I had see. that was the best meal. That, that was one of the top three best meals you ever had. Or when you were oh, 26 yeah. and you went to this restaurant and and th you got this meal at this restaurant, you had never been there before. And that was the best meal you've ever had. Gotcha. Is that harder or you got it? If not, we'll just. That's 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 doable. All right. Well, how about I'll start. How, okay. You want to you think through it, and I, I can go three, two, one on my side, then you go three, two, one on your side? Let's do that. Okay. That way you can think about it. Okay. And those in the comments, <clears throat> let us know your top three. So start with three, then two, then one. Okay. All right. My number three, Gates Barbecue that we went to in Kansas City when we preached uh, in college. That was good. I ain't going to yeah. lie. Gates Barbecue in Kansas City. We had brisket. All around the platter with the bread and the pickles and the, and the stuff. That was the best barbecue I mm. ever had in my life. Besides the kind that I make at my house. But uh, that was the best meal. That was a, like when I think back at those days, I think about the good preaching. But I also think about. Yeah, about that, was some good, that was some good food, man. That was a good barbecue. Uh, tied with that was a restaurant we went to that was owned by somebody in that church. But I didn't remember what I got for the meal. I just remembered their carrot cake that was heated and it was almost you could spatula it out versus oh, uh, yeah. it was a cake. It wasn't hard. It was soft. I can't even describe it. It was like, oh, anyway. But anyway, Gates Barbecue is my number three. So y'all put your number three as he's going to do his after I do my three, Oof. two, one. So three, th three best meals. Okay. Number two. Ezzy, I'm going to let you think about your number three. Okay. My number three, my number three. Okay, this is what I had on my list. Let me make sure I find my three. I I got a bunch of notes on this. From oh this yeah, topic. if you wanted, to, if you can do your number three now, then yes, do it. If not, I'll do number two, and then you. Uh, man. Okay. I know what yeah, my number one is. Go and come back. So all go. these, all these three are outside of the home, because that's, that's what fine. I thought. Okay. Um. Cause my wife does a better than this, but as far as like, I thought it was outside home. So my first one was, um, my wife can attest to this is, uh, maybe three years ago, I went to whole foods for the first time and got their double cheese bacon burger. Oh, my wife says, repeat the category. I was putting a low, see my wife taking care of the home. Um, Brittany, we're doing the top three, like, our favorite meals of all time. Like for instance, uh, when we were 10 years old and we were at grandma's house and she made this, or we went to a restaurant on our honeymoon and they, they made this meal wherever. Like we remember specific time where that meal stood out to us. And we still talk about it to this day. Like it was our favorite. If that gotcha. makes sense. Not, so like, was... not top three favorite meals that you would like that are your favorite, but like top three favorite meals that you, somebody else prepared for you. Or you went to that you remember that you're like like so Brittany, my first one was um Gates Barbecue, because when me and Ezzy and Kenny and Adam preached in Kansas City in college, 
they took us out to Gates Barbecue in Kansas City, and it was uh, it was amazing. So that's a meal that I remember from that time. And then, as you said, your My number three when I went to Whole Foods. Now, okay, I love ahead. I love burgers and I love um, how, uh, home fries or house fries, the, fr- the oh, regular, yeah. Fr- yeah. And so, and that made me start going there exclusively for burgers. But then they started changing ever since Jeff Bezos. The burgers ain't been the same. Okay. So, but when I went there, man, the patty was this dick. There's this young lady. Um, I forgot. She's an older black lady. And I when I'll peek in at Whole Foods, see if she's there. Or this Asian guy, this big Asian guy, look like he's big guy. If they ain't behind that that thing, I don't want no burgers from them. But the, the patties were so thick. And the thing about it is, that's why I'm gonna teach y'all a lesson, ladies and gentlemen. Um, when you're out and about. Treat those who serve you like they're the king of that place. See, my wife said number three, whole food fries. You see, same thing. Treat them like like they're special. No, have to try, or no, if I go get it, then it doesn't matter. Because I don't know. If the lady is there, she's going to make it different than what Jeff well, Bezos no, is going to be made for. Oh, so if you come on. Um, yeah, Justin. Yeah, man. It depends. I don't know what Jeff got them talking about with their burgers, but the burgers ain't been the same. Uh, what I mean by the same, they're not as thick as they made. Okay. Bro, what I'm telling you is at Whole Foods, for $9, you get two big beef patties, cheese, grilled onions, grilled mushrooms. They even got the onions, uh, fried onion straws. You could put chili on there. For Man, $9? I can't believe that that they have a good burger at Whole Foods. I'm surprised you said that. I'm at, yeah. now. I'm I'm interested. Yeah, but if, like if, better, if better than cookout, don't even put cookout and I don't know what that lady's name burgers in the same sentence. Really? Because because the burgers that be, see you know I look at value. Even though uh, cookout's going to give you a cheaper product, yeah. but the we talking about bigger than Red Robin. I don't even like Red Robin like that. I like their fries, but I'm talking about wholesome. We're talking about soft brioche buns. We're talking about the whole nine for $9. I'll have to try it. Okay. And then the fries, their fries, they changed their fries up. Jeff, I don't know. What's up with Bezos, man? Better, better, than, better than Five Guys fries? They were made just like Five Guys fries. Okay, good. Five Guys fries. Like fries. those. But the issue is they do a little McDonald's fries now. And when I went there and I said, I saw their fries, I said, fam, what? I said, new management. <laughs> but Whole Foods, Whole Foods burgers and their fries, man. And the thing about this, it it's because of the love that I give them and the respect that I give them makes my burger made and my fries made with love. Exactly. So that's my number three. Okay. And, so and my- me and my wife, went, we, we, own, we haven't ate a burger from anywhere else but Whole Foods. Really? Because that why go anywhere else? Man. I remember we went to Bad Daddy's one time and my burger was trash. And my well, wife, we that. turned to I heard of that. Yeah, I think it was Bad Daddy's. I don't know Big, Big Daddy. I don't know. It wasn't Big Daddy, but it was anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> number right. two, Jeff. <laughs> my number two is uh Crockett's Breakfast Camp, which is in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, which is kind of like a mountain town or whatever. And they have um, these uh, corn cakes that are like pancakes that are about two and a half inches thick, and they're round. And they are it, that is probably that as a result of having that a few years ago for the first time. 
almost every single time we go back to Tennessee, we go to Gatlinburg to sit at that restaurant. That's how much I love it. So, um, I mean, they have every breakfast food you can imagine. I mean, they have, I mean, they have, uh, I kid you not, uh, cinnamon rolls that are like this, this big. I mean, yeah. and then they are dipped in egg like French toast, fried, and then served. So it's like a French toast um, cinnamon roll. Um, and then their corn cake pasta. So it, that place, Crockett's Breakfast Camp in Gatlinburg, I love that. And so my number two would probably be this because my number two was a breakfast place, but I'm going to do, um, there's this place called uh, Midnight Diner and they have chicken and waffles there. And there was a period of my life because I worked at the YMCA that was literally across the street from it. And when I tell you, man, we talk about, you know, coach, uh, Mr. Ezio, however y'all call me out there in these streets. I like a whole wing. I don't like my wing separate. I like my wing and, and it's in it's the triune divine state. I'm trying to think of where you're talking about. I'm not going to call it locations, but I'm. Oh yeah, I don't work there anymore. So the Dowd YMCA. Yeah, is it the YMCA that is in university area? No, no, no. This is the one downtown. Oh no, okay, that's why I was confused. I thought you meant the one in the university area. Oh no, 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 no. This one right here, you can literally walk there. Oh, okay. And man, I like my I like my wings triune. I like the the leg, the thigh, and a little wing, the little thing that comes out. I really like that too because it got a little crunch action with it. I like the crunch with it, even that part, you know. Yeah. So I like the divinity on my wings, right? Um, the triune of the tri the trinity of my wings, right? But anyway, the waffle and the chicken wings, man. And back before the inflation, <laughs> I, you can get you can get another whole wing for like another dollar fifty eight something cent. So you got this big old waffle and all these wings. My wife knows. My wife remember this season of my life. It wasn't the, it wasn't the best of me, but it was one of the best times of my life. And the syrup, you pour the syrup on the uh, waffle. Oh no 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 wife my wife no. She worked it. I'm sorry, Ezzy, but bring up her comment. Yeah, my wife. Yeah, sure. You worked at Jim and Nick's, uh, Ezzy. I told you that before whenever i first met Brittany, that she was the one for you but i've never been so more certain than i am right now always he's continuously no. confirming Brittany, let me tell you something absolutely crazy and ezzy i'm sorry to interrupt you but no you're fine my wife and yeah, no. jim and nick you know it's right down the street and i love jim and nick's but guess what they have oh my gosh that's bad oh do you talking about the you talking about the cheese biscuit things the yes. cheese muffins well get this here's the thing though so there's a place, and I can't remember where in Georgia. I mean, it's in the Atlanta area where we live, but like they broke off and created a separate restaurant called Nick's, just Nick's. And it's even better than Jim and Nick's. Nick's. And it's incredible. So it's over like um, on the west side somewhere of Atlanta, uh, but I can't remember what it's called. Anyway. Uh, what the name of the city is? I can't. I can't think of it right now. Maybe near a place called Ackworth, I think it is, or something. I can't remember. Anyway, some friends of us took took us there, and it was even better than Jim Nick's. So yes, I love Jim Nick's. This that's fantastic. Sorry, hey, my wife. Ackworth. My wife brings up Jim Nick's before. Before I get to Jim Nick's, I instead of getting a waffle from Metronome, I would get the French toast. Their French toast was amazing. Right oh. now, let me tell you. Okay, my wife said. Okay, her apartment's on the street. Oh my, we were definitely going oh, when we come. Now, I now the places we can go. It's gonna be fantastic. Let me let me tell you this, Jeff. My wife can attest to this. There was a time when we were dating that I would literally go to Jimmy Nick's just to get the cheese muffins. Oh, they're fantastic. You know they sell them at Publix now? 
What are you talking? I sent my mom a pack when she came here because she loves their biscuits. You go to go to Publix on the end of the aisle. They sell Jim and Nick's biscuit mix. I sent it. They even sell it on Amazon. I sent it from Amazon. But anyway, at Publix, go in there. They have Jim and Nick's biscuits, and you can make them at the home. And she did it. She said it tastes just like the restaurant. Well, right. see, that's <laughs> that's what sometimes sometimes I wish I was a poor man because I wouldn't no. allow myself to entertain I'm these luxuries. You need to go to Publix and get some. I'm gonna let my wife. I'm gonna let my wife purchase it whenever she feels that I'm ready for this to be brought into our home. Because, see, see for Ezzy and I, the grocery store is the beach. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and listen, my wife will tell you. I would. I would literally go to the. Uh, I would go to the grocery store for about a good hour and some change. Oh, literally. Yeah. Yeah, but these cheese muffins, man. I literally would go through the drive-through at Jimmy Nick's. I love and just it. and just and just order ten you cheese barbecue biscuits. sauce on yours. No, nah, I ain't even did it. They so good by themselves. I want you to try to dip it in their sweet barbecue sauce. That sounds like a plan. Oh, it's so good because the savory and the sweet, it's so good. So my number two was uh, Midnight Diner, and, and mine was, uh, yeah, mine was Crockett's Breakfast Camp. So both of us picked a a, a breakfast place for our second one. That's fun. So I already got my number one. I got my number one. Oh yes, honey butter. I agree. Amen. Don't yes. let don't let, don't let that picture fool you. That young lady right there, my wife right there, can eat. That's how oh, don't don't Joanne, don't let Joanne, them fool you. can eat too, and I just look at her and I'm like, where does it go? To your big toe or something? And the, the, and they women, our wives. I know my wife was very deceptive. We used to go out on dates before we got married, and I used to get half her omelets. I used to get half her meal. Cause it made me feel good about paying for the meal. Like if I even if I pay for her meal, even if even I'm guaranteed half her meal, so I kind of got extra food, right? It's kind of like I extra, right? Now she eats everything. Amen. Hey, that's, that's, that's good. Well, anyway, yeah, no. uh, number one. Number one. Okay, there is a resort in Florida called the Contemporary Resort. At the very top of that resort is a restaurant called California Grill. Mm. It is very expensive to eat there. So I'm not saying you should go there every day. But uh, my wife, just like yours, <laughs> is a special lady. And sometimes yeah. you've got to expensive. Uh, uh, take them out to nice places, right? And so that's, um, life. that's part of the package deal. They, they had pork two ways, which was a pork belly and a pulled pork over top of polenta. All uh, cheese polenta. It was mm -hmm. the best meal I ever had in my life. Wow. It was, I mean, when I say, I mean, yeah, but yeah. it was the best meal. And the atmosphere, <clears throat> because it was up top on the very top and there were windows everywhere, you could see the fireworks over at Magic Kingdom. You could see the um, uh, downtown Orlando. So it's very beautiful. Um, gotcha. um, and it was it was hands down the best meal I ever had in my life. What about you? I will say, I won't say it's the best meal in my life because these, well, it's the best meal I had outside of any home. Yeah. Outside of my mom's home, outside of my wife's home, outside of my mom's wife's home. So, so these meals, 
are meals outside of her home because the best meals I think is cooked at home. So, but the best meal that I have, I've had outside of the home and it's me and my wife's favorite restaurant. And we're taking you and Joanne, if y'all come up here, we'll go our places. See me and you, we'll go to the, to the, to the highways and byways, the slums, yes. exactly. the place they don't want to go. But then when it's a date night and we double dating, we'll bring them to Mama Ricotta's. The best Italian. I mean, talked about that before. Man, their chicken parmesan. Joanne loves chicken parmesan. Love Bro, it. let me let me let me. Find the other day, she ordered chicken parmesan. Bro, one time I went to lasagna. Lasagna's all right. is good, but it's not the chicken parmesan. I'm, okay. I had I had a lasagna this Sunday, and um, what did Brittany get? She gets ravioli all the time. See, What's that's the, the reason why I asked that is this. I have noticed that you and Joanne are twins, and I'm beginning to see that me and Brittany are a lot more alike in our personality. You like because ravioli? Joanne always gets uh, chicken parmesan, but I always get something, something like lasagna, ravioli, something that's stuffed, or manicotti and all that kind of stuff. Like I always get something like that. So now, that don't get me wrong. I would probably prefer lasagna is my number one favorite food of all time. Okay, good. But there, I don't know that their, their meat sauce is is no, too sure. it. It's good, but it's it's it takes it dominates the lasagna. Well, here's the thing though. I, I, I want to try this place because here's the issue. I make homemade pasta mm -hmm. and and nothing compares to homemade pasta. So if these people can do really good, I'll be thoroughly impressed. Because oh, I Jeff, love Jeff. My my wife will tell you, she's in the comments. I mean, let me tell you. Uh, so this is what I did. So I got this dish maybe two or three times before um, the waitress put me on. Oh, okay. She said, um, sir, may before you order this chicken parmesan, have you ever thought about getting the organic noodles and having Alfredo sauce instead of the meat sauce? The chicken parmesan, the chicken, the chicken piece. So the, the noodles are like at the bottom. With Alfredo sauce, okay. which their Alfredo sauce is amazing. Yeah. Two big chicken breasts with their meat sauce on top of the chicken with the cheese on top of that. Wait a minute. The red sauce on top of that? The, the red sauce is on top of the noodles. The red sauce is on top of the, the chicken, chicken parma. Yeah. So it's not made together. Yeah, so but, made I, but yeah, you're building. The, okay. That I think I might try. Yeah, that's brilliant. I like that idea. My wife, I thought she loved my plate more than me. That sounds really good. So- it's like Alfredo, but then you get the, the yes, I would definitely do that. Oh, that's like getting salvation and healing in the same. At the same, and you get it. Ooh, don't get me, don't get me <laughs> preaching, bro. But, but chicken, that chicken Parmesan with the Alfredo, with the organic noodles. I mean. Ezzy. Yes, sir. Can I give you an honorable mention? Please, please. Uh. I, can you you talk about the chicken for a second? Let me see if I can pull the picture. All right. If well, I this, can find first, it. let me let you know about this chicken. This chicken is succulent. The chicken actually sucks your soul out. That's how succulent it is. That's how juicy it is. The Hold sauce on. on top of that, I just think the combination of the Alfredo sauce with a little bit of the meat sauce, man, you just get it, it, it's just amazing, man. And so, Mama Ricotta's, Kings <laughs> Drive in Charlotte, North Carolina. Can you do me a favor and type in if I if I ping you something? Yeah, yeah, send it to me in the message. Yeah, I'm gonna send you something. I want you I want you to pull this place up. Hold on. All right, all right. Um, hold on. I'm sorry, I was in the wrong thing. Hold 
down, so it is. Okay, I want you to pull up their website and scroll down to the post. This is not necessarily a meal, but it was so big. I mean, it's like the size of my hand that it was a meal. So I that's why I said honorable mention because we didn't do dessert. So, uh, oh, it's here. Says, I, oh, I, can, I can send you this. Here we go. Here we go. I got it. I think I got it. Let me make sure you let me know. Hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. This place here? Yeah, but hold on a second. No, do this. Man, those donuts look no, great. Click, no, Ooh. no, that doesn't do it justice. Click on my thing that I just said in the front. See if that goes. Ah, okay. <clears throat> okay, you see it now, and then scroll down and see how big they they're humongous. I love donuts, man. So I love I'm, yeast. I love the big donut. I don't like Krispy Kreme that much. That's the thing, though. The 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 actual donut itself is so soft and chewy. That's not it, is it? No. Oh, my bad. Let me go back. I clicked the wrong one. Oh, okay. Uh, no, you oh. click the link that I sent you, it should come up. Hold on. Let me see. Here we go. Yeah, and then scroll down. It's a, oh, it's a, oh, keep scrolling. No, maybe you were on it. Hold on a second. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah. you were on it. It's just that it's 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 making it small. Ah, okay, yes, that's it. It's just making it small. So those donuts are the size of a man's hand. Those wow. those are not small donuts. Man. They're, they're as in, as in you know, where if you were to go and order like uh, 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 some type of sandwich and they put it in one of those like little things or whatever, that, that's how big it is. I mean, it's humongous. So I highly recommend that place. Everglazed. It's at their like shopping mall there in Orlando. Disney's I love a good yeast donut, man. That's what it was like. It was fantastic. You know what I did today, Izzy? What'd you do? Krispy uh, Kreme sent me an email saying it's free delivery all week. Free delivery? All week. All you have to type in is free delivery, apply code. And guess what? Somebody from DoorDash showed up at my door within uh, uh, 40 minutes and dropped off a dozen donuts that I had ordered. And my wife was like, what? And I said, I said, I said, what? And she said, she said, <laughs> she said, she said, that sounds like something I would do. I said, well, I knew you like donuts. So I wanted to get you one. And then she's like, I oh, might I do my, I might do that for my wife, but I'll let her eat the donuts. I give it to her and the kids. Krispy Kreme is good. Krispy Kreme is, don't get me wrong. Krispy Kreme on the way. I won't, I won't. Cause Krispy Kreme will always have a special place in my always. Not in my arteries, but in my heart. Okay. Yeah. Didn't we, Kreme, to, didn't we go to Krispy Kreme the, the night before you got married? Yeah, but this was before I found out about these yeast donuts. If I knew about these yeast donuts, I would have took us there. Where? Where? It's called uh, Donut House. It's just like the donuts there now, but your oh, donuts okay. a little bit more fancy than that theirs. Okay, gotcha. But it's the same type of thing. Same type of donuts. Yeah, exactly. Krispy yeah, Kreme. That makes sense. I would choose this place over Krispy Kreme. Yes. The yeah. place that I sent you, I would choose over Krispy Kreme. So like if they're Krispy like that, Kreme, I agree. Like Krispy Kreme is like after a good date night. Like you're on the way home, you done ate a good meal, and you're like, you know what? The hot sun is on. Let's go to Krispy Kreme. Yeah. Or if you're in college and you just want like yeah. a million dollars. Yeah. But but it went but <laughs> when you grow in life and you get older, you want a little bit different. You want like bigger donut. You want something that's sweet but not overpoweringly sweet. Ooh. You guys have a duck donuts there. Oh, that, oh yeah, duck donuts is good. It's just, oh my it's just, gosh, what is your mom's donuts? I'm sorry. What? 
Oh, I heard about them. Yeah. I've never been there, but there's places I want to try. I want to try their donuts, but it's hard to go to those donut places when you know, and plus they'd be so far from my house. Oh my They're not on, you know, but maybe I'll take my wife. Is, is my wife a donut? She loves Krispy Kreme, but I don't know if she likes these like big donuts. But yeah, the, that Everglades thing, I told you, it's the size. It is, I, I mean, you that's how I like it. That's how I like it, my donuts. One donut, I think, is like six bucks, but it's so big, it's justified. That's fine. Yeah. Listen, man, I don't mind sewing into businesses like that. Yeah. If it's, you if you know if you know if you make my food the size of Texas, I love you, man. Yep. Oh, I'm telling you what, if you every when I used to live in Texas, I mean, even at McDonald's, the, the sandwiches are bigger. <laughs> so, oh, in Texas. Every, <laughs> everything's bigger in Texas. I'm not kidding. So. That's funny, man. Um, all right, y'all. I hope y'all right. got something out of that. And y'all let us know y'all three meals in the comments below. Um, and I want to try. I'm gonna try. Uh, we already went to. We already went to my number one this past Monday. We, dude, I'm gonna see if they got a Nixon. Well, I'll do that after after bar, broadcast. I'm gonna Brittany, see if they got a. No, sorry, what? Brittany said her number one. So, so sushi is my number one favorite meal. It's just oh, that I can say. Oh, she. Oh, she's throwing out countries. Yeah. <laughs> she throwing out countries. Excuse me. <laughs> throwing out countries. I was throwing out counties. And she out here throwing out countries. See, I, that's because your ministry is global. That's true. Um, see, 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 see. see. Uh, uh, no, I so sushi is my favorite meal. Like if I if I were to say what what meal am I always in the mood for? Sushi is my number one. So it's funny that I you need said. I need to get into sushi. I don't. I've, I've is, yet. No, I think I I literally so Joanne loves sushi, but I don't know if she's as fanatic as I am. Is Brittany like a sushi fanatic? Like, does fanatic. she her whole family? Yeah, because they travel. Exactly. They travel so much. Yeah. Yeah, so that's how I am too. But like I said, I think it. I think it's our personalities. Like you and Joanne are there. I bet you, if I started naming some stuff, I I, I could almost guess because y'all would be. Uh, yeah, for instance, if you were if you were to go to Krispy Kreme Donuts, would you get any of the stuffed ones or original glazed? Uh, original glazed. That's what Joanne would get. I would get the stuffed ones. My what wife gets. She get the stuff. Uh, chocolate cream, chocolate ice stuff. And that's exactly what my favorite one is—the chocolate ice with the stuff with the cream in there. Exactly, that's my favorite one. So, see what I'm saying? Like, but Joanne, original glazed. So today, when I order donuts, original <laughs> glazed. So that's why I said. And then, like, if she goes to any Italian restaurant, it's always chicken parmesan. Always. Or, I never. I never where, deviate. Whereas mine is hardly ever chicken parmesan. Although, now, it, is your wife pancake or French toast? Uh, I think she likes both. But I think she, I don't know. I, uh, I'm a French toast person. My wife's French toast. I'm a pancake guy. I would say, I so she she likes French toast, but I, she, let me think about this for a second. Hold on. I don't know if she'd like them. Maybe she leans more toward pancakes, but I can't confirm that because I do know yeah. she likes both. She, yeah. but uh, well, no, even probably pancakes because she loves Crockett's breakfast game. So, but yeah, French toast is mine. Um. Oh man, these foodie events we're gonna have as as couples is gonna be interesting. Yeah. yeah, it will be. Joanne always likes more of the simple. Um, yeah, kind of, I don't. I don't like to explore. I, yes, I don't like. I'm not. Exactly. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not Dora. I don't like yeah, to explore. Yeah. See, I like to explore. I like to try all kinds of stuff. Like I'll no. go home and invent it. So that's all. Because I, I would be. I would be really mad if I explore and it wasn't good. <laughs> What about Brittany? Is she an explorer? Or is she yeah, she explores, man. Yeah, see, that's how I am. But Joanne tends to 
just stick with well it just depends on where we at like she, she yeah, always gets around, but but she she will probably be more prone to explore than me he said Dora the explorer your name yeah i'm not anyway. Dora man <laughs> uh, yeah, i'm diego anyway um, <laughs> <laughs> Brittany's dora all right so anyway yeah, that's uh, um, no, that's funny joanne doesn't explore but the thing is is that because i'm willing to explore sometimes what we do is i'm like you know what since I'm more exploratory, let me go get my thing and you get yours and we'll split them and see what we like. I see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? So, you, so like she'll, she'll be willing to branch out if I get it and she looks at it and tries it and it tastes good. But it's like not on her because she didn't order. I see what you're saying. That's funny. Anyway, I think it's just funny, like different personalities. We like the same foods. Yeah. Yep. So, All right, cool. y'all. All Hope right, y'all enjoyed the podcast. Yep. Hope y'all got something out of it. I'll put timestamps so that y'all can navigate these longer videos. Um, but we hope y'all got something out. I hope y'all was blessed. Hope y'all uh, and uh, enjoy. Go out there and enjoy yourself. Go get a good meal. Exactly. Wherever you go to go get good meal, please don't let McDonald's be your best meal. No. Go out there and explore. Yep. You know, and, and enjoy something. Sit down, even if it's by yourself. Sit down and enjoy. Chew your meal. Chew twenty-one chews per bite. Sit there and enjoy it because That's it's something. About oh, yeah. My problem is I, I barely get the tan chips. Yeah, I eat fast too. And that's probably why I'd be up at night because I just be like, the food's so good. I just eat. But I'm learning. I'm learning how to chew now. I'm learning how to chew. I choose. I, that's a man thing. I yeah. I don't chew and I don't think you do. I just whoop it. But I also think it might be from our past. Yeah, I think once we get rich, rich. If that's part of God's will, like when we start getting some money, 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 if that's what it is, your success, I think I would chew my food a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. But it's coming from you know when you like my wife chews a lot because you know they travel to Istanbul and stuff. Me, up the street to the corner store, and you know what I'm saying. So I had to hurry up and need to get back home before the shots start flying. Exactly. <laughs> I had to hurry up and get to the house. All right, we love y'all, man. I started naming streets, but I'm gonna be quiet. Quiet. They're like, how do you know those streets in Charlotte? Because I know, because I used to live there. Anyway. Yeah. But we love y'all, man. Y'all be blessed. We've been going. We've been going long. Yeah. And so y'all be blessed. We'll see y'all next time, Lord willing. Amen. We'll see you guys. Keep following. Keep following the way, the truth, and the life, man. And you'll find your way out. Amen. We love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Peace. Love you guys. Bye.